Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. What is up, party people? Welcome back to another edition of Killer Pod from Outer Space. I'm Jeff, your host. And with me, as always, is my co-host, one Mr. Vinny Markle. Hello, Mr. Vinny Markle. Jeffrey? I just fumbled over my words there. Hello, How you who? doing? Huh? Who? You. Jeffrey? Dr. Love? Dr. Love. Good evening. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I need, to, I need to get you guys an audience sound effect. No, we don't need that. No, the, the audience is already here. <laughs> once, okay. uh, once I can speak the English language perfectly, then maybe we can think. We hardly think about do it. that. <laughs> then I Math, English, not our, not our thing. I'll do numbers. Not very good at them. Or words. I can read. I can. I used to be able to spell really good. If anyone wants to hear my like killing it in spelling bees. Yeah, dude, I was I was a master when I was a young boy. Hmm. And then I, uh, I just got dumb. I don't know. I remember, what was it, second or third grade, spelling bee. Teacher had us do, like, spell her name, and I couldn't do it, and, like, everyone laughed at me and thought it was hilarious. H-E-R-N-A-M-E. You said her name. No, I think it was Mrs. Hamilton. I'm trying to be smart. That was a bad dad joke that just happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) I would like to edit that out. Yeah, where's your your studio now? Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anywho... um, what have you been doing all week? Ah, oh, man, I've been working and helping you move into your big fancy new house. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm tired. Yeah, I am sore. Uh, I'll tell you what, this modern furniture is pretty light, though. I enjoyed that. All composite. Them dressers, man. I loved it. I've been waiting for, like, boulder status here. And but, like like you said, why is cloth so heavy? You put those drawers in with the clothes in. Yeah. We were struggling. Yeah, it was tough. Um, but uh, we got it done. Yeah, I haven't been watching too much. Uh, I haven't had time to. Yeah, I've been kind of just running around early shifts. I did watch um, The Pit the other night. It is a 1981, like, just awful, awful horror movie. But it's one of the so beds it's good kind of deal. Yeah, but didn't it put you into a doze? Yeah, I did fall asleep in the middle. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> there, I, didn't miss, I didn't miss anything. Like, I still followed the story as soon as I woke no, back up. Picked up right where you left off? Yeah. I and I know you haven't been watching anything. Nah, I'll be um, as soon as we're done this nonsense. A few more days, I will be diving headfirst into some watching. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready to just start watching stuff. I have uh, if you listen to the show regularly, you'll know I find a show and then tend to just binge it for no particular reason other than like I put it on and then just dick around. Now I'm on this old house. Yeah, <laughs> I am watching this old house movie. nonstop. And wait, what's the other uh, the, this old house? Uh, and ask this old house. Ask this. Old yeah. House. Yeah, I'm going hard on that. Yeah, so if hilarious. anyone needs any maintenance done, right now I'm your guy. I got a list for you. All right, cool. Um, I'll probably forget most of this information after we record. Wait a minute. We were talking about yesterday about how to change a cord on a lamp. You uh, that's had a That's electrical episode. stuff. I don't know. I haven't gotten into the electrical because they don't have the electrician guy on anymore. Ah, really? No, because they're showing newer ones for anyone that cares. Oh, ah, there's still newer ones? <laughs> there's like 2018, 2019, yeah. Oh, I thought you were watching all like the classics. No, I haven't seen the Bob Vila ones. Ah, there's yeah. new ones. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, there's like up to at least 2019. I would imagine there's nothing hmm. for 2020 just because of the pandemic and stuff. And where are, you, where are you viewing this? On Pluto TV. There's a whole channel. Nothing but this old house. I do love Pluto. Um, 
I'm learning some. Our real, listeners are loving this, by the way. Real valuable. <laughs> it's like car talk. <laughs> um, I missed that show. NPR was the best. Well, I got a question for you. Yeah, shoot. What toppings do you put on your hot dogs? Oh, like on the reg or I've done some crazy stuff. No, like on the, re- you know, just a standard hot onion, dog toppings. Onion, relish, mustard. Onion, relish, mustard. Yellow mustard? Yeah. All right. And like a spicy brown if it's around. All right. I decided I was going to ask you a random question because I like to learn a bit more about you. Oh, okay. Dr. Love, hot dog, what do you put on there? Uh, <clears throat> pre-diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-diet, mayonnaise. Oh, God. Mayonnaise, relish. The old Chicago dog, huh? Yeah, mayonnaise, relish, and ketchup, I think, would be my go-to. I sauerkraut love. is always a win. The ketchup I, mayo See, combo. I always do spicy brown mustard and sauerkraut. Yeah. Now, I've always been anti-relish because it's too sweet, but I didn't realize you can get a dill relish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get I didn't even know relish? about that. Sweet relish? Um, Organic relish? I thought all relish was sweet. I, I believe like, my dad's work may sell a dill relish. I'll have to check it out for you. I uh, think they have it. No no free advertising. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, you're all into that shit. But no, it definitely got to have mayonnaise on a hot dog, I think. If you're listening like right now and you're thinking, what the hell has happened? It's because we're all dead sober. We haven't started drinking yet. <laughs> um, speaking of being dead sober, let's get some beers in us. What do we right. got here, brother? So, we'll sneak peek a little bit at the uh, theme of our episode coming up. This is Interboro Spirits and Ales. This is their Major Pain India Pale Ale. Looks like it's just a classic. Nothing about DDH, no Imperial, no New England. Yeah, it's pretty. We're uh, just standard. going straight IPA. Nice 7%. Where are these fools from? Ah, New York City. Interboro is good. You probably have stuff from them. I don't think so. No? Yeah, we'll find out when I check it in but, uh, two days from now. Major Pain IPA. Let's see what we got going on there. Ooh. Oh, got messies. Got messies. Next episode. Mmm, it's good. Oh, yeah, no frills. Yeah. Standard fare. Mm, like flavorful, it. though. Yeah. It tastes uh, stronger than a 7%. There's a little bit of alcohol bite there. I like it. Yeah. Uh, as we talked about off air, starting next week, I'm bringing growlers back. Oh, that's right. You were hey. talking about that. I don't know if anyone's going to fill it, but we'll try. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn it, COVID. That's a, that's a tough... I don't know how people feel about that, but... Well, I mean, I know, like, during peak COVID, it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I'll have to do some uh, asking around. All right. Fucking COVID ruins everything. Can't even yeah. get a growler filled? It sucks. Jeez. It really has sucked. I, uh, I made a mess with the beer. I kind of got it on the leg. I that's okay. I in the chest a little bit. Yeah. Did it go on my chest? Yeah, it was attractive. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Great, it's a great shirt you got there. Random Rocking the shirt. spring house. Spring house shirt. Graveyard with Where the... Where is it uh, at? You, is there a dot? No. No, okay. So I made it thing go on my chest. He's rocking a Springhouse uh, brewery shirt. On the front, it's got the uh, graveyard with the skeleton ripping a beer bong and uh, throwing up the metal horns. Pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking it. of metal horns, uh, your music pick? got my music pick in here. So, sitting around the other night, and I was in an 80s metal mood, but it's me, so I can't just listen to, like, Motley Crue. Right. I, I did listen to some Motley Crue. But, um, nah, man, uh underrated metal band i guess in my opinion but i mean i'm i'm not from the era exactly but uh i pick this week will be wasp the last command they shouldn't be underrated they shouldn't be i feel like they are they're probably not it's just you don't hear a lot about wasp but um yeah this record is a banger it's uh it's got wild child on it that's like one of their bigger singles um but yeah they were just kind of like i think they maybe Post crew, pre Guns and Roses, like right in the middle mm-hmm. there. Um, 
Blackie Lawless lead singer used to have like the razor blade crotch thing on it or the uh, saw blade crotch thing mm-hmm. he wore. Wild, wild stuff. Wild stuff from the 80s. Oh, man, the if 80s. you like 80s metal, Golden go era. listen to The Last Command. The fashion, the hair. Oh, my God, the hair. <laughs> the music, the movies. Like, Could you we imagine like, in the 80s. lighting a cigarette in the 80s was like chancy? Oh, yeah. All <laughs> that hairspray? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, are you smoking? Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Back away if you are. Um, well, why right. don't you introduce this list, mi amigo? So, we did another uh, poll, as we mentioned in the last episode, on the Instagrams. And what we wanted to do, I'm bringing back the um, impression again. We wanted to give the podcast back to you, the people. Still pretty good. None shall interfere here. War Games is yours. Do as you please. Mm. So, we had you choose. Are we going to do an 80s action movie list? Or a '90s action movie list. People made people made their votes. It was close. It was very um, close. Uh, just followers were an even fifty-fifty. Yeah. And the people that threw me some votes put '90s slightly mm-hmm. over the edge. That's what I hear. Now Jeff and I discussed throwing you all a curveball and just going ahead and doing '70s, but we're gonna stick with what Bane said and giving it back to you, to the people. Yeah, it's for the people. I mean, the world is yours. So here we go. 90s action movies, top 12. Yeah, we're going 12 for this one. We're going 12. And lots of discards. Yeah, probably. Um, mm, Get your fast forward buttons ready because I'm going to be quoting. Yeah, so here's the deal. If you listen to, well, I don't suggest you listen to, but if you listen to the When Animals Attack episode, it's about 45 minutes (laughs) of Vinny doing impressions and quotes (laughs) and just describing movies. (laughs) So for every movie that Vinny, let's just say, over quotes, or describes, I'm docking him picks on further lists. And producer's charging me a dollar. And he's a, it's a dollar it's from a the dollar. producer. And I said, eventually, I'm just going to mute his microphone. Is there, yeah, so I might get muted. Is there, gonna, is, there a, is there a dollar jar? I should have brought a whole bunch of ones. No, you could just Venmo me. I'll keep a tab. I'm going to keep <laughs> it's a be tab like, over uh, here. It's going to be like the Harden deal. I'm taking eight first rounders from you. <laughs> Listen, as soon as I hit $50, just let me know so I okay. stop. All right. All right. I'm going to let you know every $10. <laughs> You're going to be like, what? All right. Bring on the trivia. All right. So we got some 90s movies inspired trivia. Which film featured the character Lieutenant Lenina Huxley? Oh, it's so familiar. Lenina? Yes. Played by Sandra Bullock, I believe. That's not a 90s movie. I don't know 90s L- Lieutenant. It's the movie where she fakes to be a model. I don't know. Mr. G. Alley? That's 90s? No, 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 no. That's what I thought it was. No, it's not. Oh. I don't remember her being a police officer in anything. Or a military? Uh, She actually played Speed 2. Nope. She (laughs) played a cop who was obsessed with old cop movies. What the fuck? Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, Damn it. I stumped the podcasters. Yeah. Uh Huxley sounds familiar, but... The name didn't sound familiar. Two words. Second word, man. Hmm. I have no idea. Uh-oh. All right. Well, great. I mean, you're throwing a Sandra Bullock at us. Yeah, and Dem- it's not speed. Demolition, man. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Duh. Good, good Lord. Okay. I didn't have a plan B. Hold on. Oh, here. my God. Well, I we should have got Demolition, even... man. That's why. Yeah. Should have said, what did Wesley Snipes do in that movie that was awesome? And the answer would be everything. <laughs> I, I, I love. The... Oh, All right. You God. guys talk about like that a little now. bit because uh, I got to get you. A, well, we can't a talk about Demolition, right. man. It might be. I feel list. like it should be sh- <laughs> if it's on our list and I'm sure it's on both of ours. It should be chicken from the list because we're idiots. Yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking about her being in that movie. Well, 
I guess we, we got to close shells. it down. I think this episode's over. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't deserve. All right, which movie starts out with a group of deep sea oil diggers that are Armageddon. Armageddon. There you go. Vinny got that one first. Best I had to give you an easy one for the second one because you guys stumbled on Demolition Man. So, All uh, right. Vinny gets it. So, Beneflick. I don't want the burden of the number one pick. Mm. So similar to last week, I guess I'll take money in the bank. Yeah. But I highly doubt I'm going to use you, it. You don't have to specify whether you're going to use it or not. It's yours for when out loud. And then you can flush it I mean, it, it sucks to not use it because I'm flushing the winning trivia out down the toilet, like you said. But I don't want the burden of the first pick. Right. I mean, I, I would hope we agree on the first pick. You I don't think we're going to agree on many picks on this, but... I mean, we'll be agreeing that they're awesome movies, but I think our personal tastes in this area, much like other things, if the wide, number one isn't the movie I'm thinking of, I believe the listeners are going to storm the studio and burn it down. And then we're going to have to impeach Doctor Love. Yeah, that's uh, going to be terrible for inciting it. Well, I mean, you get the benefit of picking number twelve here, which is good because it my number twelve was a stretch, and it, but it was like. I had to put it. Well, just it's from the annals of so bad it's good. I had to throw it in there. We'll talk about it in the discards probably. All right. Well, I mean, you're not going to agree with mine at all. I don't agree with most things that you do. Should we throw years on here this time? No, because then I have to go relook at all the years. I just know they're all from the 90s. Well, clearly, don't try to be, be cheating. Oh, I forgot. I got to stand up to pass this along. Oh boy. Zipline is needed. Yeah, you're talking about installing so, scoreboards and <laughs> and all this other stuff. We need a zipline. And we also need Roast to get you a headset so you can keep the microphone on your head and talk into it. You're doing good tonight, by the way. All right, Vinny's number 12 pick, the first of the night, marked for death. Okay. Seagal. I know you were going to have heavy Seagal on this. Hey, I love that, man. Even Fat Seagal, I love him. How do you love Fat Seagal? <laughs> Because he did some good ones as Fat Seagal. All right. And I, I uh, follow him on Facebook, and he always has insightful, uh, inspirational quotes that you can tell he doesn't write, probably as publicist. Anyway. I don't think he does anything himself. I don't think like he gets up from his chair himself. He does his martial arts. Questionable. Real life martial arts. Questionable. Mark for Death, 1990. Just squeaked in for the decade. This is... Um, Steven Seagal is a retired DE agent hunting down a Jamaican drug posse that has targeted him and his family for murder. Sounds a lot like Bad Boys 2. Uh, I love the Haitians in Bad Boys 2. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on the quoting. Stop. No, no, quoting. Uh, no quoting. Not yet, at least. Um, this one's great. It's, uh, it's over the top with the whole you know cliche action movie thing with the one-liners and just... The stupid gunfights and violence. Um, the fact that Seagal's hunting down a Jamaican drug posse uh, <laughs> that's trying to kill his family. And uh, the leader of the bad guy, Screwface, very scary man, um, practices voodoo. And he practices like the dark, the dark side of voodoo. And I can't remember if Seagal hires... This woman to help them, or she just takes it on her own, but like a a woman that practices like the good side of voodoo tries to curse Screwface, and that just goes terribly bad for like, her. Like Sugar Hill? 
Yeah, yeah. But this doesn't go well for her at all. Like, Screwface yeah, fucks her shit up. You got Keith David as, uh, as look, uh, uh, You're the Seagal guy. You know how I feel about Seagal. I'm not super into him. But I love Keith David. Yeah, I mean, Keith David kills it in this. Yeah. Um, scaring kids away that are trying to sell drugs. Like the young Jamaicans. He's like, he yells at them and they all go, get out of here with that. Don't be selling those drugs on our baseball diamond. <laughs> that's, that's your one. No, that's not a real quote. I just made that up. No. Um, it's great. And then the trivia for this one that I love is I don't know what was going on with the hiring process. I guess they hired Seagal or talked to, him, talked to him about making this. And they didn't even have a director yet. Seagal recommended the director. And it is he recommended. I can't remember his name now. Recommended them based on his viewing of Halloween four. Hmm. And said, this is a great director. I like his vision. Let's have him make Mark for Death. I like his style. So, all right. Um, my quote: ball. "I want you to meet my sister, the goddess of fire." <laughs> and then he lights that dude on fire. Oh, why wouldn't you? That's Screwface. Screwface. All right. What a terrible name, by the way. Screwface. What? It's a great villain name. What's, what's Seagal's name in it? Huh? What's Seagal's name in it? Uh, something it like, ridiculous, like um, Jimmy White Wolf or something. Nah, that's more like uh, Fire Down Below. <laughs> he would do that. And it's not like any, um, it's not any um, ridiculous Italian name. John Hatcher. He went, yeah, he went basic on this one. Yeah, he, he wasn't on the peyote, I guess. Keith David, Max. Max. No last name, just Max. Good on him. All right. Number 12. Yeah, good, like start. A, a good start. Good start. I'm going to throw you through a loop now. Uh-oh. Are you going for your So Bad's Good? <laughs> I, I can't put that on here in good I taste. I can't wait to hear it on these cards. <laughs> this is a fantastic movie, by the way, Jeff. Okay. Uh, so I'm glad it made a... Oh, it had this. to. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff's number 11 pick, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Yeah. So if you're, right. if you're a child of the 80s, I mean, this is Love probably this like movie. one of the first action movies you've ever seen. I mean, it's kid-friendly, obviously, but there's some really good stuff going on in it. Um, the, the Foot Clan burning building fight with Casey Jones oh, and the Turtles. So Woo! badass. That is action at its finest. I mean, it's it's Ninja Turtles. Who doesn't love Ninja Turtles? Shredder scared me in this one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dark, too. It's it's a... Uh, I mean, they were treading that line between, like, the comic book and the cartoon series. So, I mean, it's a little dark, but it's not the comic book dark. Um, Yeah, Casey Jones, come on. What a good character. Who who didn't want to be Casey Jones when they were a kid? Wear and, a um, sweet goalie mask and beat people up with hockey um, sticks. What's his name that played... Uh, from Law and Order, I played him. Oh, that's not him. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, it looks like him so much. Are you sure? Oh, that's who. I, that's who I always picture. No, it's not. Interesting. I don't agree. Everyone. With that. I don't believe that. It's a. It's a guy with a really Greek name. It escapes me at the moment. Oh. Um, because I know Christopher Maloney is the guy from Elias. Elias. Oh, Elias uh, Codius. So yeah. he, he's a. He's okay. So it's he's not, also he's in Look Who's look Talking alike. too. Yeah, they do look alike. They do look alike. Yeah, and he is a. Um, he is a pretty big uh, character actor. He's been yeah. in a lot of stuff. I've seen him in a Thin bunch Red of stuff. Line was like his big thing. Yeah, I remember I saw this weird indie movie. I, I've always with him in it. That's it. I, my whole life, I always thought it was the Law and Order guy. No, so we just confirmed it. I think if Chris Maloney was Casey Jones and then became like the huge star that he became, I think you would have heard more about it than than never. Like it didn't come well, up. Well, I mean, how often is the 1990 Ninja Turtles coming up right now? Well, yeah, <laughs> amongst on a random podcast amongst scholars, like how. Now, how hype were you when this came out? Huh? Were you like, 
old enough to be hype when this came out? This was a huge no, deal for me. I remember really? watching this on VHS like 5,000 oh, I, I still times. have the VHS. Do you really? Oh, yeah. you do? Yeah. One I see this, may, I guess, because of the age difference. I was hype and would say it's I adore the movie more, Legend of the Use. Secret of the Use. Secret of the Use. But that one's more cartoony. Yeah. That's like, a great one, though. As an action movie, I wouldn't count that. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, this one has good fights in it. It has some real, like, the, you know, the Turtles fighting Splinter, the whole Foot Clan thing I was talking about, Casey Jones and Rafi. Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, when Tatsu is beating the shit out of all the kids, <laughs> that's that's good stuff. When, um, who is it, Rafi gets his ass beat and has to recover in the house? Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, some soul-wrenching stuff. Yeah, dude. It's a good movie, good action movie. Get, get, uh, good for the kids, which is nice. I like that pick. Thank you, always, you. you always come with the with the heat. Yeah, I like it. I'm not some dunce. I mean, <laughs> not my I, first this is a, my first rodeo. I co-created the show. It would've been hilarious though if I was like just clueless and I was like, "Yeah, we should have a podcast." And I sat here in silence for an hour and a half to two hours, and like just Joe like, would do. Yeah, just chime in every once in a while, like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good I like that one too." We forgot to tell uh, Doctor Love about Joe's idea of coming on and just. Not doing making, a list. Making just, snide remarks. Yeah, just, just, just commenting about yeah. the things that we're doing wrong or saying wrong. Well, if you guys would get frustrated, that's what you have the mute button for. Maybe uh, I would hof- hopefully agree with it at some point. You got that pick ready, Bubba? I, do. I feel like you would have to get him to come on the show first. Yeah. He's a busy man. Get that. Over. I'm, I'm building this zip line. It's happening. Yes. We just need it between these two. Members. I know. That's what I'm saying. It looks it's so easy. All right. So this is uh, number 10. It's Vinny's pick. Uh, and it is Passenger 57. Mm. Not a fan? Speak your point. All right. This is uh, 1992. This, I believe, was my first Wesley Snipes viewing as a young child. I went on a, at an unreasonably young age, went on a very long streak of just binging as many VHSs of 80s and 90s action movies as I could. And I believe this was the first Wesley Snipes. Always bet on black. Hmm? That's only one quote. I, I didn't say anything. Right. I let you have your one. Um, plot for this one, if you don't know it, shame on you, but an airline security expert must take action when he finds himself trapped on a passenger jet when terrorists seize control of it, of course. That's some exciting shit right there. Um, when you when you put an action movie on a plane, because I got a few on this list. I knew I you it. would. I, I had a feeling there's like three that I knew that you were going to put on here. Um, actually, I just remembered one. Well, it wouldn't really be action. But I got plenty of discards, too. <laughs> you put action on a plane, and I'm in. That's, yeah, uh, planes are scary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just it ups the ante a thousand yep. times. And then this one, the plane lands somewhat safely, and the action continues into a carnival that, for some reason, is going on in jogging distance of an airport. I don't know why, but 92, that's how action worked. The big reason this was on the list for me is I love the villain. You know what I'm talking about? Charles Rain. Vaguely. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Very, very uh, smooth talking but powerful presence. Like He's not like the crazy macho villain. Um, like I said, just very smooth but maniacal and ruthless and will fuck your shit up but in like a quiet kind of way and that always stuck with me with this movie yeah i do remember him being like the quiet villain like not over the top and by any means just 
Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Well, you stared at me. I, ah, like, I was just waiting for you. Gave me a death stare. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to step on your quotes. Go ahead. Get a couple more out. Um, I mean, always bet on black is the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, we, uh, when I was younger, we went on like a Wesley Snipes kick where it's like murder at 1500 or six. What is it? Murder at 1500? 1600? Oh, yeah. 1600. 1600. Another uh, good one. Yeah, this demolition man. Basically, he was the, like, it's weird because uh, when you look back at it, it doesn't feel like he's in as much as he was. He was like everywhere. He, yeah. But like right now, like when you look back, you're like, I don't remember it that well, but it, he was. Like it's I oh, yeah. it was real. He like was it big. happened, yeah. And then tax evasion happened. Yeah, that's what I guess. Like he just he started evading getting arrested and then, you know, you stop acting, people forget about you. It's uh you know, Hollywood's a what have you done for me lately kind of deal. Um he made a nice little comeback in the uh, the Eddie Murphy Netflix movie about um, Dolomite, uh, Rudy Ray Moore, which is a fun movie for anyone who's into black exploitation or even just Rudy Ray Moore's story. It's pretty interesting. He was just a, not to get off topic here, just a comedian who was hell bent on being famous one way or the other, whether it was singing, being a comedian, being an actor, he was going to do it. And he got his little piece of 15 minutes and kind of lived on just off of like four movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't all that great. Human Tornado. Go see it. Shit, I should have put that on the list. <laughs> 1972. <laughs> <laughs> Fudging the lines here a little yeah. bit. All right. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. All right. Number nine. I'm a little worried about this, this one. This is Uh-oh. Jeff's pick. Uh, Leon the Professional? Leon. Why are you worried about oh, that? Sorry, Leon? So I have it high. One. Which I don't want it to Wait, be Wait, now you always mess this up. High, like you think it's too close to one? Too close to 12. Okay. Right? Is that right? High. So I'd be low. Low. I have it too low <laughs> because I had a, a worry that it is a bit more dramatic than it is an action movie. But I will say that's why it didn't make my list. Okay. But like, I'm not going to in any way argue this one. Like the shootouts alone right. are insanity. Gary Oldman being a complete whack job as... Lieutenant Stans, Detective. So good. Oh, so One good. One of his best roles. Him and Willie. Everyone. Yeah. Like, there's just, it's a lot of drama, but there's just giant action set pieces that you can't ignore. The shootouts. Like, yeah, yeah. They're they're action movie stuff. Um, and it's a super good movie. It's well made. It's Luc Besson mm-hmm. who makes, he goes all in. Whether you like his shit or not, when he does something, he goes all in on it. It might take him. What did it take him to make that one movie? Like fifteen years or some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gary Oldman, nut job in this movie. Absolute whack job. If nothing else, if you have no interest in any kind of action and you just like movies, you gotta watch this movie. Willie One Blood. Willie One Blood. Awesome. He's like, uh, what's the pizza line? He's like, the shit. the runt brought the pizza. Maybe it's poisoned, as long as it doesn't have anchovies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else for this one? Uh, there's yeah. some creepiness in it. Yeah, have, uh, have you seen Have you seen the French cut? I have it. Yeah, yeah. It has, well, one, the French cut actually adds more action because you get into the whole him training her montage, right? But there's a whole. She's supposed to be like what twelve? Yeah, there's some. She's like trying to seduce him. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. Maybe she was just confused. It was, uh, whatever. Ah, I mean, look, it's it's like. Luc Besson, you know, he's a French director. It's just different. 
I know that's creepy and weird, but it's just like, what's that old movie that's like critically acclaimed, but it's just a creep movie? Lolita? Hmm? Lolita, right? About like the dude who's like enamored with like this 13 year old girl named Lolita. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird shit like that. Yeah. They just did, they did yeah. stuff weird. I don't know. I don't want to bring it there. Back to the action. <laughs> um, yeah. See it. I mean, Gary Oldman for life won. I don't have time for this Mickey Mouse bullshit, dude. He he is just killing lines in this movie too. Yeah, like I know I got on Vinny for the quote fest, but dude, if I mean the everyone quote, um, just because like the other cop is so confused, like, what do you mean bring everyone? Everyone. Yeah. So There's, good, and his little speech before he kills. Yeah. Um, everything, everything he does in this movie with yeah. the uh, Mozart shit. Yeah, yeah, and Beethoven, Beethoven, um. It's great. I forget what is he crushing. What are them pills he's like ripping? They don't say, but like I'm guessing antipsychotic. Yeah, because like, like I say, like you'll like he'll get into like a psych- psychosis. Like his eyes get all wide, and then he'll like rip these pills and like yeah. crush them in his teeth. They never like directly say, but it's kind of, it's one of those things. You're like, well, I guess like the police department even knows this dude's like off his rocker. Yeah, maybe like he's, he's like sweating bullets, yeah. doing nothing, like just getting himself worked up. But yeah, I feel like I had it a bit. On the low side, but it's very dramatic. It's not a mile a minute action movie by any stretch. Just great action set pieces in it. Um, all, all, like, yeah, he's this. I mean, he's a, hit, he's a hitman for the mafia. So let's just start there. Yeah, like he's an Italian immigrant who is uh, his job is killing people for the mafia. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are scaring me tonight. Why? I don't know. You're, you're, you're. I look over at you, and you're just zoned into nothing. Oh, sorry. Staring into the abyss. Just thinking. <laughs> thinking. Yeah, right. All right. What number are we on, Thinker? We will now be doing eight. Ah, very good. Thought I was Producer, gonna... is that right? Yes. And that's your pick. Thought I was going to catch him there. All right. Let's see. Can I tell you what my number? No. Never mind. So. I'll just say it now because it's funny. I didn't even realize it until I got here. My original number nine was Roadhouse, but I forgot that was made in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think um we'll sneak peek before I get my pick in. I'm going, surprisingly, back-to-back French directors. I thought you were going to say Back to the Future. That's not an action. You're gonna say Back to the Future Part Three. Uh, Part Three, no. (laughs) That's gonna go in the westerns list. (laughs) Oh boy, almost fell. Careful careful over there. All right, Uh, number eight. This is Vinny's pick: Starship Troopers. I want to disqualify it because I just want to call it a straight sci-fi. I mean, I mean, I know it's an sci-fi action, but goddamn, is it sci-fi? The only way. Now I'm thinking about it. You could DQ as if, uh, I mean, the lines are so blurred. If you wanted to say, we're doing action movies, like the typical over-the-top. That's what I was. Yeah. One-person action movie. This is more of a sci-fi war movie. Yeah. I can't. It, it's action, though. It, you can't say it's not. It's just it's so sci-fi. Well, okay. Yeah. So very, very uh, futuristic. It's in a. Um, like a like a fascist, military-driven world, or world and space because there's traveling to and from different planets. Very very futuristic. Um, 
heavily driven on space and humankind is at war with alien bugs and the grunts are sent in to the planet to bring them down which they think is going to be an easy battle and those bugs are ready and they're fucking some shit up um johnny rico johnny rico great action star um you got dina meyer in there you got Denise Richards. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Nothing says Starship action. fucking troopers. <laughs> Nothing says action movie like NPH. Yeah, that was a shocking like sight when I saw that as a kid. Like Doogie Hauser? Yeah. <laughs> What's and he's like he's the the military scientist yeah. figuring out how to kill the bugs. Yeah. Um I love me some sci fi. I love uh you know I love my space movies. Yeah. And this one. The violence is so over the top. Yeah, a lot of oozy stuff. Oozy, yeah. like the with the bugs, oozy stuff. Lots of uh, very bright colored blood and gore. Dude gets his head blown off during a training exercise. Um, one-liners galore. Um, over the top masculinity with the when they get the tattoos and they're like flexing <laughs> for the camera. Death from above. Uh, or no, not not death from above. That's the. Uh, the Air Force's... Um, Would you say it's toxic masculinity? Yeah. And then I love all the... Uh, um, what's the word? Not paraphernalia. Um, what's it called with the military? Uh, propaganda. How they just like... Yeah, the videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to know more? Um, it's great. It's very unique. And I'll tell you what's unique about it. It doesn't have an ending. What do you mean? It just kind of stops. Well, they win the battle. But then it continues, right? Like, isn't it just like they well, won? Well, the war continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just... Well, have you seen two and three? Absolutely not. Ah. Two, um, you should... Maybe I'll give that to you for future, future watches or die. It's actually a horror movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, much, like, much different premise. There's only, like, six people in the movie. The war's still going on. They're on another planet battling the bugs. But the movie's about these six soldiers stuck in an abandoned bunker. And there's some shit going on. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Yeah. It's definitely more of a horror movie. And then the third one, Martyrs, is just ridiculously bad, but I'll watch it. Is there more than that? No. Uh, oh. There's an anime one that came out. I think I remember when that came out. I would love if they. Like, do you think this one would be good as a reboot? 2021 or 2022? Or they just fuck it up? I mean, they tend to fuck everything up. I don't know. It would be a fun reboot. Like, if they kept the over the topness. If they tried to, like, Chris Nolan real life it or something that would be yeah really see like fun. this one so this is 97 so beginning of stages of CGI obviously if you're having a space movie about killer bugs there's some CGI but it's the early stuff and it's not terrible no, the, um, the, the brain sucker looks good I remember they, they do a lot of practical too yeah. so it's, like, it's it's how CGI should have stayed and was meant to be as a um, enhancer and helper for practical yeah and working hand in hand like that well, if is a lot of fun. If we're gonna jump, not jump ahead, but you know, I there's a pretty good story that's gonna come up about that CGI later in the list. You got Jurassic Park on this bitch? Nah, it'll feel a good story though. Definitely is Jurassic Park, Park part? Of, I don't know what to call Jurassic Park. It's on my discards. I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's in my discards, but I, I don't, don't even know if it belongs there. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely action. It's but action, but it's, it's not, not the action. Yeah, right, movie. right. Um, what was interesting is at one point it was probably way in the beginning stages 
Uh, James Cameron was attached to this. I and believe who, it. Who knows what would have happened with I that? I believe it. Everyone's got a, you know, everyone's got a price. Million Dollar um, Man, Ted DiBiase. Quote it. 97. So what would he have, what did he choose over this, do you think? Cameron? In yeah. 97? He must have chose something over this. I'd have to look, but I bet you it's something he had complete creative control of. Right. Did True Lies come out? 95? 96? Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to look back on The 90s are a blur for me, man. I was doing a lot of acid. Acid? How old were you? <laughs> I don't know. 12? <laughs> no, the 90s are weird because like everything, it's like the mid-90s. It's just, it's like, it's not years. It's just the mid-90s. Like everything just blurs together. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was doing a lot of catching up and just binging these as a adolescent that yeah. probably shouldn't have been watching them. Yeah. But like you hear this a lot, especially listening to like other podcasts of people our own age. For some reason, like my parents didn't care about ratings as far as cursing and violence. I could watch whatever I wanted. But as, if there was any kind of sexual activity, it was off limits. Yeah, that's just uh, American stuff, man. Nothing wrong with a booby. But the violence, they didn't care. Yeah. You ready for number seven? I hope so. I'm excited. Should I be nervous? I'm excited for number seven. All right. It's one of my favorite movies, underrated movie. Mm. All right, number seven pick. This is Jeff's pick. Rumble in the Bronx. Okay. Yeah, a little Jackie Chan. Okay. My favorite Jackie Chan movie. I know people will shit on that and be like, oh, man, Operation Condor and Super Cop or whatever the hell he was in. Nah, man. I want some over-the-top comedy. <laughs> I want some ridiculous stunts. This dude like almost killed himself in this movie doing the stunts. There's a gag reel during the credits of just all his bo- everyone really everyone that's on the stunt crew them them botching and it is yeah some of it's real scary there's some crazy dirt bike stuff with like chasing jackie chan down a row of cars and him diving in sunroofs and out windows and him jumping from buildings to the roof of a building to like a fire escape it's nutty um the the stunts alone in this movie are worth seeing it and then Jackie Chan's style of fighting. It's just so fun. The whole movie is like one versus the world. It's always him versus like 15 guys. Oh, yeah. And he's always coming up with crazy creative like bashes to the head and kicks to the nuts and like, oh. Using the environment to his advantage. Yeah, like with the fridge door. He swings the fridge door open, the freezer door. takes like the pool. Uh, it's nuts. It's all fast paced, wild. Um, the funniest part about the movie, though, is that it's supposed to be New York, the Bronx. And it's clearly not. It was filmed in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never <laughs> seen a more not New York City setting in my life. It's like tranquil and serene. And it's like, what? what? This isn't the Bronx. There's no lakes in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> um, ja- just Jackie Chan at his finest, in my opinion. Now, you, I mean, clearly, this is, unless you had this one higher in the list, which I doubt you do, you take Rumble in the Bronx over uh, Legend of Drunken Master? My favorite Jackie Chan movie. Okay. I've always been a big, big fan of, uh, uh, what's it called? It's not one of his finest, but I loved it. Mr. Nice Guy? Uh, Mr. Nice yeah, Guy. Same. Yeah, same. Love it's that one. It's not good, it, but it's fun. <clears throat> it's, yeah. He's like a chef. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I, I always it. like the chef aspect. Yeah. Um, what happens, like, a, a, is it a, a, a patron records a gang killing somebody, and then now they're after him because yeah, he's helping her out? Yeah. Ridiculous. But yeah. the stunts, like you said. Did you see Jackie Chan's, um, I think is his newest one. Not his style at all. It was a super dark. Um, came out recently. The Foreigner. No, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, check that one out. This, he got in a, his old age. He d- he knocks out some stunts. In yeah, this so he's doing stuff. He got a bit of a bad rap over the last 
bunch of years because he's a big propagandist for the Chinese government. He's like a puppet for them, apparently. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He'll just, apparently in China, he's a big deal, obviously, and he well, just kind of, he'll utter their, like, not utter, he'll um, regurgitate, like, what they tell him to say on TV and stuff. I don't know for a fact. His movies are awesome. I'm it just seems saying. weird that he would do The Foreigner, then. Well, that's America, though. I'm talking about in China, where he's still, like, a humongous star. Yeah, but he would come over and do an American movie that's about a Chinese immigrant and uh, the whole premise is there's a terrorist attack and, and his daughter is killed and he's going out to take matters into his own hands. I don't know. This is just rumor. I don't know if it's true. I don't live in China. so. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, though. Yeah, I've just it's, it's weird. You'd have to read more into it. Did he end up doing the... He didn't do the Expendables, any of those, right? That's a good question. I know Jet I've Lee never seen. I've never seen one full through. I've seen like yeah, it's, bits it's, and pieces of all right, of them. Right, right. Um, they always got good ens- ensembles, though. I saw like Chuck Norris is in the one and Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, there's a lot of cameos. Yeah. Um, Dolph Lundgren was in them on the reg, but Bruce Willis makes a cameo. Yeah. Um, Doesn't someone play their character from another movie in that? Not that I remember. No. I mean, if you get too far into the sequels, I probably didn't see them. But right. First couple. Whatever. Anyway. All right. What number was that? That was seven. You have no Rumble in the Bronx uh, love? Well, I love Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> That's what we were just talking about. I know. You just went right to Drunken Master, though. Oh, I, I, I mean, Drunken Master is my favorite. No, that's a lot of people's. Um, I used to have a truck driver. He used to come in and we'd talk movies, and he would always say, like, no, you got to watch the old Jackie Chan stuff. That's the best well, stuff. I mean, Drunken Master was only. That's an early Jackie Chan, though. It was only a year before. I think it was only a year before, maybe two years. No, before. no, it, it came out here a year before, but it came. It's originally made. They did this thing after he got big in America. They start releasing oh, movies really? that were like twenty years old over here and just re-releasing them as like new Jackie. I don't remember Chan him like looking younger or anything. Drunken Master, yeah. I'm pretty really? sure he's got like the long hair. Huh? I hmm. thought he said long hair. No. All right. <laughs> you, you didn't notice he looked like twenty years younger? No. <laughs> It's looked I like Jackie he, Chan. They thought he aged really well. Yeah. Now they do. Oh, um, shit, we got to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> what number are we on? I forget. Six. Number you six, Benny. Me up. All right, so we're not into the top five yet. All right. Hmm. This is... With you, this is the nitty-gritty. Mine's uh, pretty firm, and I'm happy with all of it. You, I... Uh, I'm kind of worried that something's going to pop up that I'm going to be really mad at. I about. mean, there's one that it's going to end up being a discard that I feel like has to be on the list, but well, I don't know what to knock off to make room for it. Well, I can tell you right now, you 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 don't know what I'm about to do. What does that mean? Oh, well, you don't. You'll see. You'll see when you see. All right, well, hold on. I'm changing my pick. Whoa, see, see what I did? That was awesome. I pressured him into changing his pick. That's a first. That was like a that's like defense right there. Then he's really thinking hard playing over here, here, playing your war games on me. <laughs> I mind fucked him, as Paul Newman would say. Give him the old mind fuck. <laughs> All right, number six pick goes to Vinny. Hard boiled. No, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. I just. No, you don't like hard boiled. I just looked at your other pick. Yeah, so would you rather that? Kinda. 
Want me to switch back? Oh, well, he can't now. <laughs> His other pick that he threw on the ground that I picked up was The Fifth Element, which is another Luc Besson, and I love that's just a fun-ass movie. Go ahead, hard-boiled. Yeah, but <laughs> wait, what's, well, hold on. Before I even talk about it, what's your beef with it? No, it's just it's Jean-Claude, right? No. What am I thinking of, then? Hard to kill? No. What? No, hard-boiled is John Woo, director. Right, no, now I remember. Chalion Fat. Chalion Fat. Yeah, and it's the cop and... Um, you know, instead of because like, uh, what am I? John thinking? Woo was like, okay, so over the top action sequences and doves flying everywhere and craziness, yeah. Which another one will I'm sure come up, but this one he like turned it and like the cops are ultra violent, and um, Chinese fast not fucking around. He's tough as nails and he's just like undercover and he's gonna bring down the mobsters, and the violence is crazy, especially the end, that shootout in a, in a orphanage yeah, it's, and there's it's like babies everywhere serious he's, shit. he's moving the babies and defending them while also killing the bad guys and then it wasn't a controversial movie for no reason and then he like stops or no the action ends or he stops it and like you know, cuckoos at a baby and wipes his own blood off the baby's face like oh. fucking crazy um i love john woo this was i believe his Last Hong Kong movie before he came over to America and started making some other big favorites that'll be on this list, maybe. But um, the way he directs and makes an action sequence is... It's wild. It's copied from... Yeah, from, from from when he started doing it, it's, it's been it's still being copied. Like the today. slow motion, yeah, the really it, the really it, wide movements with guns and yep. spinning. It's really over the top, but um, it's mimicked by many, and it definitely uh, what's the word has cemented his style and him into the the action movie uh, Mount Rushmore for sure. Nice. Who did you say? Thing was, uh, you thought it was Jean Claude. Yeah, what, but what I, were you I don't that know. With? I I might have been like Death Warrant or something. Like, it not Double Impact. Double Impact. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Double Impact. That's the one with. Uh, was that John Woo? No, it's no. the one where John Claude plays himself twice. <laughs> He's just like himself and himself. Yeah, but isn't um, oh my god, Dennis Robin in that? No, that's um. Double, double team? No, double impact is is where, he's a where twin? John Claude is his twin. Good, the one good with twin, Dennis bad Robin. twin. Double team. Double team's the one with Dennis Robin. Okay, it's like the shittiest movie ever made, right? Like, did anyone see it? Uh, what? I, I've never seen Dennis it. Robin one. You yeah, never there. seen it? Oh, you gotta see it. He's. Does he? Does, I wonder wait, if it comes out before. Does, does Dennis Robin have a love scene in it? No. Oh, I feel like that would have been mandatory for him. Um. Yeah, I have to have an orgy. I wonder if it, are you sure it's called double team? Let me yeah, look this up. It's absolutely because called double it seems team. to me he's got the green hair, right? Green hair in it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely called double team. It seems to me that Dennis Rodman saw Demolition Man and was just trying to completely rip off Wesley Snipes' performance sense. in that and just make it even more over the top. You're right; it is called double team. Yeah, I remember. It's just like ninety-seven. Stupid. So when did double? I mean, when did uh, Demolition Man come out? Before 94, that. yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, 93. So, yeah, in Demolition was, Man, the year's supposed to be like 1998 or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if that's written anywhere, but it's got to be fact that Dennis Rodman was just completely ripping off Wesley Snipes. But oh, they're for sure. Basically, the same character. He just went more over the top with it. You know what would have been a great action movie? Speaking of like ripping off Wesley Snipes, it's not a real movie, but in Major League Two, 
Oh. Black thunder. Yeah. White lightning. <laughs> <laughs> like Omar Epps is uh, Willie Mays Hayes, and he's in a fake action movie with uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. And it's just like, they show like, I guess the trailer or whatever. And it's just them with machine guns blasting like everything. They ju- that, that jump with the, like the stiff legs and the arms are shaking. <laughs> so bad. I want to go see his movie. It's only out for two and a half hours. <laughs> All right, are we in top five? Top, no, six? No, five. No, we're top five. Yeah, top five. I think it's a good movie to t- kick off top five. All right, with Jeff's number five pick. So we're in the top five. Number five, Jeff the Matrix. Uh, no, a groan. Um, I think it's good top five because it kind of changed the game. It's like ninety nine. This is like the end of the decade, and the Wachowski Wachowski brothers at the time they are now sisters. The uh, what? Yeah, they both had sex changes. Interesting. Yeah, they're both transgender. Um, it cha- I mean, it changed the game. It took like the John Woo slow motion kind of stuff, but then it added the bullet time and. Brought in just all sorts of crazy nonsense. They created a whole freaking universe in like one movie, which is pretty impressive. Like a whole mythology, um, you know. And I, I, I guess looking back, like me saying Star Trips, Starship Troopers was sci-fi. Like this is a little bit of well, it's actually well. I mean, I can't say it's grounded, but yeah, it's not grounded at all. It takes place on Earth. Yeah, sort of, sort of Earth in a way. Yeah, exactly. Earth software gets a little confusing there. But I mean, it's it's to say it's not action packed would be a understatement. I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing is just what twenty five minute action set pieces at times. Like, oh yeah, it's it's wild. I'm looking at you, and I feel like you want to bounce it. Um, I'm in a predicament because this. I mean, like, this is a great movie, and it's a game changer. And it's a steady rewatchable for me. I really enjoy it. He created a they created a whole universe. I really like the second one actually. I love yeah. yeah. I mean it, it, that one's so over the top with the yeah. with the action yeah. pieces though. Like in how extent like in the park, dude. The the highway just, fight like yeah, on the yeah, roof yeah. and stuff. Um, and it was so CGI. That's where my feel good story comes in. What? None. Do you want to bounce it or no? Just you tell me. Um. I don't know. It's so hard. Like it, this didn't even make my list. But you have the am I, and I kind of don't want it on the list, even though I feel like it's really gonna piss off some listeners. Probably gonna piss people off. But I mean, I mean, for many, I'm sure this is top three. I th- I think a lot of people who don't know about. So, little sidebar here: to appreciate '90s action movies, you really had to have watched the '80s stuff. And I think there's a lot of people out there who never even, you know, younger folks, but never even seen the 80s stuff. And to them, like, this is, like, the quintessential, like, action movie. Right. Yeah. But it's up to you. I want to tell the CGI story either way, so. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to money in the bank. Okay. And I'm doing a little bit of strategy here because I'm going to put in place what is, what I feel very deservingly my number two pick. Wow, but you're jumping it all the way up to five? Because my fear is I'm going to have to play something else at number two because I don't think we agree on number one, which is ridiculous to me. You don't know. But you're making me nervous. You don't know where I've been, Lou. You don't know so, where I've been. 
I'm going to do this. And stuff. All right, well, you're right, and I'm going to tell the CGI Yeah, story. I, I want to hear this. And I can't recall if it's this one, the second one, the third one, or even all three. third one is, I don't but, know. So CGI about. companies that make these big action movies, they end up losing money making them because they get like nothing out of the profits. They spend so much to make these effects to make the movie look great, and then the movie makes billions of dollars, and they see nothing of it. They, in turn, can't find more work, and then they go out of business. All these like little CGI companies, like, I forget what its status, but if you looked at like the five biggest CGI companies from the 90s, none of them exist anymore. And they were like the biggest ones. Um, but for The Matrix, like I said, can't remember one, two, three, all three, I'm not sure. Uh, Keanu Reeves gave all his money to the people on the CGI crew. He basically was their salary. That dude. Hmm. I mean, he's something. If you've ever heard the Keanu Reeves stories, I mean, he just seems like the most down to earth, like, humble dude in the world but i mean i think these these companies still went out of business but he made sure that at least they got paid because like they were like i said they were losing money just to be part of these big ass movies hoping that it would like oh all right we, we made the matrix everyone's gonna hire us now and then like it just never happened that's a weird thing yeah, for hollywood it's, it's crazy because it was so expensive back then it was so new you know, like it's like animation back in the day when it was like a line of guys drawing one. All right, you draw the arm straight, and then I'll I'll, I'll draw it at a, a forty-five degree bend, and then you draw it at a sixty-five degree bend, and then you draw it at a ninety-degree. Like it's just a lot of work for a product that you only are working on. You don't own it. You didn't create it. You're just making stuff for it. Yeah. Hmm. Is that still going on today, you think? No, because it's much cheaper. Like, look at the Sharknado movies. The CGI oh. is terrible, but like back <clears throat> right, in the right, day, right. that was like the top-end CGI. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's wild, but like, good on Keanu, man. And uh, much respect to that dude. He's made a lot of movies that we here at Killer Pod from Outer Space enjoy. Um, he just seems like a genuinely great dude. Yeah, yeah, he does. They, I, did you ever see that video? He got like stuck on a plane with people for like four hours. And then paid for like a limo bus to come pick them up and like drop them all off. And then someone was like, "Thanks, thanks." He's like, oh, yeah, "No worries." Yeah, you want a sandwich? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you want a sandwich? All right. All right. What's tearing the matrix down? All right. So replacing the matrix. Oh, when you phrase it like that, is okay. Replacing the matrix who's, on the list. Who's Neo? <laughs> our new number five, Vinny's new pick, Under Siege. I knew this. I knew this was coming. I knew all this Seagal stuff was going to pop up. And he's now, such listen. a hack. <laughs> Not a hack. Yes, he is. This might be the best action movie made this of all time. This might be the first movie I saw boobs in. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're um, Jordan Tate's. No, they're Christy. Sw- Not Christy Swanson. Well, her character name is Jordan Tate. Yeah. Is it Christy Swanson? No, no. It's the chick that was on Baywatch. Well, she, I yeah, she, she was, was like anything. a big Playboy chick. I can't remember. Yeah, I know she's in Playboy. Yeah. They like drug her up, throw her in the cake. It's a nice pair. Now, out of me. best action movie ever. Under Siege 2. No. Oh. Dark Territory. No, it's, bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> but um, this movie. <laughs> so, But you get to see the mom from If thir- you haven't uh, seen it, good oh. lord. You have the battleship Missouri going on its last voyage to... Go to its final resting place. You got the president saying goodbye, you know, doing this little farewell ceremony. And then the captain 
It's also his birthday. So the crew is flying in all these entertainers. And down below decks, you got Steven Seagal, who is the uh, the chief or skipper of the galley. He's the head chef, if you will, which is why it grabbed me at a young age. You got a chef who is also an elite. The Kung Fu man. Karate Kung man. Kung Fu man. Military man. I forget. Um, I wish I had the quote here. They, they read off his uh, dossier, like his um, expert in ammunitions, demolition, explosives, um, Medal of Honor, all these things. Medal and he was like a secret. So he punched out his um, commanding officer and he could only take on the role of a cook. Uh, that's and it. the captain admired him so much that he took him onto his ship as his cook, but also as like his secret elite military man just in case shit were to go down and um steven seagal's needed i cannot with him now the action set pieces are awesome it's on a freaking battleship there's naval shit going on but what puts it above all other action movies for me is the villain for me is always what takes the cake in these movies like you always have your action hero and there was the, the typical ones of the 80s and 90s era. And Seagal was one of them. But the villain usually stood out for me. So when you have two villains that are Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey, that just puts it above everything else. So I'm not going to lie right now. I forgot Tommy Lee Jones was in this. Yeah. Damn. He's, he's Stratix. So he is a rogue CIA operative who was doing... They don't get that far into it. He was doing some kind of um, CIA stuff, uh, covert ops, and it went bad. So the CIA tried to take him out. So he didn't. So you know, it didn't get out. What kind of weird shit they were doing? And they missed. And he goes bad out of vengeance. You have Gary Busey, who's like the disgruntled XO, who felt like he wasn't getting respected by the captain because his teeth were too big. Big teeth, <laughs> big teeth. This is post motorcycle accident, so yeah, he got, yeah, yeah. He got the big teeth. Oh yeah. Um, but the two of them together as the villains, so over the top, comedic elements, one liners galore. It's freaking awesome. Do you think Seagal like opposed to the comedic elements? Like, he wasn't involved in any of them. You sure? Like I feel like he like look look what you said. Like he's a chef. But he's got this list of just accommodations. Like, no normal person thinks of that. That's like a Seagal thing. Like, yeah, cook, but I'm also like the baddest man. Yeah, so he'd be on board for that. Out. But all the Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey comedic shit, Seagal's not even on screen full for. Because there was so much cat and mouse stuff going on in the yeah. ship. And then the, the way Gary Busey dies with catching that bomb to the submarine, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones doing the knife fight with Steven Seagal is awesome, and then gets the knife into the skull and then pushed into a <laughs> computer monitor. Fucking awesome. How does Tommy Lee Jones look like he's been 60 year old I know, forever? Right? <laughs> yeah. This is 92. Like. <laughs> he still looks the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, uh, did you ever hear the story about him and Jim Carrey? Mm-mm. Uh, it was very funny. What? It's on the uh, Batman Forever set. Like, uh, Love them together, too. The, um, Tommy Lee Jones is like at a restaurant. Jim Carrey comes in and the the mater d i'm like telling jim carrey's story like it's mine but uh the mater d is like oh mr carrey like uh i heard you're looking with mr jones he's over in the corner dining and like he's like oh really like oh, let me go say hi 
And like he said, like Jim Carrey says, like he walked over and Tommy Lee Jones like sees him and just turns white because he's like with people. And he's like, I guess he's probably a little embarrassed that he's in Batman Forever. And now Jim Carrey's like coming over this table, and apparently like he gets up like they're buddies, like ah, ha, ha, ha. like gets in his ear and he's like, I hate you. I cannot condone your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. And like, and then Jim Carrey says he's like, so then I was like, what? Why not? And I pulled up a chair, which was probably really dumb <laughs> but I, yeah i guess he just took himself so serious i mean yeah you, you do hear stories that he's a serious guy but he's done his, his comedic stuff he did that one with the cheerleaders which is terrible oh. um anyway and then and then his um you know lighthearted comedic element in this and he's also a ruthless villain but the also the fact that you have a great action movie but in the same scene you have tommy lee jones singing and then what sounded like a quick attempt to rap while Gary Busey is cross-dressing, dancing around, pretending to be a Playboy. Boy. Look, nothing Gary Busey does is going to surprise me. <laughs> like, I mean, this one, I can't speak highly enough. Um, I think this is a good replacement of five. Like I said, my number two, and other than my number one, I think is one of the strongest action movies and the most fun rewatchable action movies. I mean, I've seen this movie I just more times than I can count. You are so on board with like Seagal that I can't stand him. Dude, above the law, hard to kill. Nothing. You want to go modern Seagal? Exit wounds. I want to go Katie Seagal. Married okay. with children. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, <laughs> no, I, just, I just, I don't know. They just never, they were never my deal. I don't what's know. the one um, with Fat Seagal where He's a prisoner. His name's Sasha. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's all the DMX? Exit wounds. Oh, God. And Jet Li. Did, like, did I get ruined by the 80s? Because I was like Schwarzenegger. Stole it. Like Jack. Seagal was doing his thing in the 80s. That's when there was the most respected Seagal. I don't know. He was the new and upcomer then. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I just never was a Seagal guy. Also, his name in this, Casey Ryback. It's badass. Ryback. Yeah, I was just never a, uh, a Seagal guy. Big, big Seagal guy. Fake karate man. Karate man brews on the Not inside. Fake. He actually practices it. And he's a big time like uh, official or judge for the actual competitions. Like I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. He's probably paid a lot of money to be oh, an official no, no, judge. No. <laughs> I think Chuck Norris is paying to be judge? No. They're coming knocking down Chuck Norris's door saying, Chuck Norris, please. You really think Chuck Norris would beat Steam Seagal in the fight? Oh fuck yeah. I don't think so. Chuck Norris is legit karate so champion. Is, huh? He's like so a legit Seagal. champion. I forget what um, technique he does, but he is whatever it is he does. He's known like he's legit in it. If 1984 Steven Seagal fought 78 year old Chuck Norris right now, I'm taking Chuck Norris. Nah, I'm not. Producer, what do you think? I know nothing <laughs> about this. Listen, don't judge. What are you eating a pop in his mouth looking at his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys kind of lost me there for a second. What flavor did you get? Uh, this is cherry, I think. The red one. Like, fuck the, this the chocolate one's the best. I don't think I have any. What do you think about the new uh, you know green, is a shame? The green one's fantastic. Yeah. I think the real bummer of this list is that if it was the eighties, it would be a top it would be a top twelve. 80s action movies, and it would just be all Chuck Norris. And Seagal. No. Have you never heard a Chuck Norris joke? Yeah. Jesus Did you just do one? Yeah. Okay. But you fucked it up. Okay. I see where you're going there. Vinny, you like the number four All pick. the, all the yeah. those jokes 
turned me off on the Chuck Norris. Oh, they're so good. There's a whole website of them. Some are like paragraphs long. Did you know that it wasn't Lee R.V. Oswald that shot Kennedy? No, no. You see, Chuck Norris actually traveled back in time, caught the bullet with his teeth, and then Kennedy's head exploded out of sheer amazement. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Oh man, it's terrible. That's terrible. He was actually a uh, Chuck Norris was like an original character in in uh, Street Fighter Two or Mortal Kombat. And Wait, uh, what? Yeah, so they were testing the game, and every button they hit was a roundhouse kick. And they went up to Chuck, and they were like, uh, "There's a glitch in the game. Everything you do is a roundhouse kick." Chuck looked at him and just said, "That's no glitch." <laughs> I can go on for days, folks. We better read that pick real fast. <laughs> this is going to become I'm podcast. Glad, I'm glad we didn't do 80s. You know that under Chuck Norris's beard is not a chin, but another fist. All right. So the Chuck Norris counted to infinity twice. The Dumb. number four pick, Vinny's pick, Conair. Chuck Norris does not do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. And I knew Conair was going to be on here, and I'm not happy about it. What? I just, I'm not a fan of it. I like this movie. Wait a minute. I like Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome in it. Yeah, he's got the whole world in his hands. How could you not like this movie? <sighs> this was one of the airplane movies I knew you were going to put on, and two of them I don't like. The other one, uh, what's the Harrison Ford one? Um, it, if you were oh Air my, Force One, oh my god, I can't. Gary Oldman in that? Uh, look, Oldman's fine. I can't do Harrison Ford. As the president, kicking ass. He's he's two people. He's Han Solo and he's Indiana Jones, and that's it. And he's a badass, kick-assing president. Talk about Nick Cage. All right, listen, Conair, nineteen ninety-seven. Prison plane gets taken over by the prisoners, and and Nicholas Cage is a former U.S. Ranger that's just trying to get home. He's on. He's about to make parole. He was he was put in jail just because of his military background. All he was doing was defending himself and defending his wife <laughs> and push some asshole's nose into his brain. You know who else would do something like that? Hmm. I'll tell you later. All right. That's weird. That was also a Chuck Norris joke that went right over your head. Ah. <laughs> so Nicolas Cage, his accent is awesome in this. His hair is terrible. In his this. hair is awesome. <laughs> he's hair got the receding hairline. Awful. But then the long He's hair, got the skullet. <laughs> he's got the beard going. The accent is ridiculous. Isn't that Billy Forsyth in this? No. No? Are you thinking of um, the other, the uh, D agent that's a dick? Yeah. No. It's, um, oh, God damn it. I'm so bad at names. Yeah, keep talking. I'll look All right. But the accent is just when he's like reading the daughter's letters and doing the accent, like, oh, it's so bad. And I love every minute of it. Willie Sims. Willie Sims. Yeah, yeah. Um, You got to go to school, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Those letters are, are awful. And then when he's coming home, still brings a tear to my eye. Tell yellow ribbon around the old, old tree. This boy's coming home to his girls forever. So is good. this is this post Oscar Nick Cage? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. So what, what the hell was he thinking? He about? became an action star because of The Rock, because of Con Air, because of what else? But he's like the bitch in The Rock. 
Well, he's like the low-key nerd that steps up and becomes the action star. Yeah. And this one, he's a straight killing it. I, don't know. I like that that's a low-key Bond movie, though. Um, the ensemble in this of the prisoners, you have uh, John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus, killed more men than cancer. <laughs> you have Ving Rhames. You have Dave Chappelle. You have Danny Trejo as Johnny 23. They would ca- call me Johnny 200 and knew the truth. You have, um, uh, what the hell's his name? Why am I so bad at names? Because you're bad at names. You have John Cusack as the U.S. Marshal. Who is the guy um, with the bunny? You're a bunny. Why couldn't he just put the goddamn bunny in the box? (laughs) He doesn't say goddamn. I threw that in there. You know what I'm talking about? Who's um? Did you talk about? Oh crap! Um, damn it! Oh, brain boy. fart. Never mind. Oh My boy! Bad. Way to chime in. Yeah, yeah. Brain fart right in the middle of it. Teacher Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I remember the dude's name? Oh, pinball. He... Did you talk about pinball? Yeah, yeah. Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm from the uh, Department of Erections. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! This movie, like. This had to be made on like a bet, right? Like, it's I'm gonna, ridiculous. I'm gonna give you all this crazy shit, and you're gonna make a movie with it. Yeah, and if you can do it, and it grosses more than a hundred bucks, <laughs> oh, it grossed. Well, no shit. I mean, it's so weird. People like you hold it in such high esteem. Oh, Nick, Nick. Um, okay, I got it. Nick Chin- Chinland, but it, um, he's Billy Bedlam. When they're, doing, when they're doing all the uh, the rap sheets of all the prisoners getting on. I remember that. Um, Billy Bedlam caught his uh, wife with another man, drove two towns over, yeah. all right. killed his mother, or killed her mother, killed her sister, killed her dog. <laughs> um, yeah, and he, he's, he's constantly having uh, run-ins with Nick Cage. It's so good. And then, like you said, Steve Buscemi, who's like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that, he's the best part of the movie. And right? all his crazy lines, like, one time I drove across three state lines wearing a girl's head as a hat <laughs> like what <laughs> and then like the weird part where he's like hanging out with that girl in that like drained out abandoned pool by an airfield having like, tea having tea push- and like the whole you know first time you see this the whole last quarter of the movie like is, is, he, is he gonna kill this girl and nope she's waving to the planes <laughs> and he's all of a sudden he's in vegas playing the tables um Explosions galore, yeah. action galore, hand to hand combat. You got the 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 guns. You got the Vegas with the plane landing and fucking shit up. Uh, it is great, great action. What if they did like if it was like a, in a reverse world where leaving Las Vegas is a sequel to Con Air? Oh, see, he's like, I can't stand my life anymore. I got to drink myself to death, and then. I mean, two different characters, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's it's way different. But all right, I mean, look, you um, you are predictable. I can tell you that much. Listen, it's great, and I love Danny Trejo in it. Danny Trejo is great in everything. That man, in no in no reality, should have ever been an actor and became one of like the most fun character actors to just yeah, I mean, ever he was be. A, he was a he was, just a, he was a criminal in real life. Like, he just got out of jail and got into acting, and then they started hiring him as, like, are you going to be Mexican thug number two? And it just, like, evolved into, like, machete, full-on starring role. Like, mm-hmm. 
But he he was young in this and a deplorable person. He was he had a you know a tattoo labeling all the the women he's raped him. Yeah. Oh, they called me Giant Two Hundred. They knew the truth. Yeah. But his banter with Cyrus the virus. He's like, oh, like you're uh, like the white film that forms at the corner of your mouth, at the tip of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. When your mouth's really dry, but for you, I'll make an exception. <laughs> I mean, sorry, like John Malkovich is Malkovich is the man. In he's this. he's outstanding in everything he's in. I don't think that dude takes a day off. Like if he's in it, it doesn't matter how ridiculous. Like he's doing, he's doing his thing. So good. Uh, stewardess, stewardess, what's the in-flight movie? Oh, I think you'll enjoy it. I'll never enjoy steak again, <laughs> and I'll never have sex with a woman on the beach again. <laughs> Funny fucker, aren't you? <laughs> So good. My goodness. I got more quotes. I told you one. I'd be getting that back. Yeah, yeah. We're up to a solid 10. <laughs> I'm taking a tally. You you got like... Hey, you're quoting two. You got like seven just off Con Air alone. <laughs> All right. Jeff's number three pick, Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What? What you going to do? How, what? You're going to tell me that Bad Boys is not one of the greatest you action movies of the, the 90s? This is First of all... This is the one. You know what this is? What? This is the first Michael Bay explosion fest. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is one of those few exceptions where the sequel is better than the first one. Oh, no shit. Bad Boys 2 is great, but I couldn't pick Bad Boys 2. <laughs> so I picked We're Bad Boys. 20, 2001? Yeah, early 2003, mm. something like that. Did you see the new one? Yeah, it was good. Was it? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Oh, I enjoyed it. it. Where's it, it all? I mean, Prime? Is it Prime or HBO or anything? I rented it. Okay, I'm Red gonna look box. for it. I, I want to see it. I, it's fun. I mean, it falls right into the yeah. I was gonna say I don't feel like it with... could ruin anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, and here's you know here's why it's a it's a formula. It's two guys, Martin Lawrence, well three guys if you want to get into it. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, and then Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano, and they just are fucking yeah. going wild. They're yeah. just it, it's almost like they're just like Usa. you write yeah write some shit and we'll we'll make it a script. Like it's probably. The first um, buddy cop action comedy that was like gritty. Like it, it really did the action well. Yeah. Usually the buddy cop thing was more about the comedy. Comedy, it right. And it, but it's funny as hell, but it's also crazy as shit. Like this movie, this is just off the top of my head. Ready? Big car chase, big shootout, big explosions, shit tons of cops, bunch of bad guys, drug dealers, murders, kidnaps, witness protection like it's like everything they could think of they're like just shove it in the movie give yeah me, what french canadian but drug did, dealer but they give did it me, right yeah give me the uh ex nba player get him in here we'll put him he's gonna be an ex-con that's a computer genius yeah let's do that um canadian drug dealer yes 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 car chase oh, we're gonna play chicken we're not gonna play chicken there's gonna be a hole in the wall it's about this big only one car can fit through <laughs> it and that's how we're gonna end the movie <laughs> see like, like everything you bring up though i oh like every single point you just brought up i think of bad boys too I, it do, it it does it better. But the, Bad Boys the, the one NBA player, I love that part. Oh, he's great. Where he's like, I'm gonna need uh, floor <laughs> seats. What with those glasses, <laughs> you can see from the roof. <laughs> I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> but it's so like this sets the tone. Like without this, that I mean, look how long it took to make the second one. Yeah, it's because people held this in such high regard for so long. They're just like, when is the goddamn? They have to make a second one, right? Like oh, Martin Lawrence in this is like when he has to pretend to be Will Smith's character, that he just is like the worst playboy ever. And like, what's he living with? Like Tia Le- Tia Leone, 
and she's like oh you shouldn't shouldn't eat meat because like whatever and like she, he's like going through everything he's like so she's like well, a lot of sugar and he's like what about the pickle what about the pickle <laughs> she's like oh they're pretty high in salt he just swirls it around the water he's like look at that my fucking got no salt on it. <laughs> dude um, it, it's great um their dynamic is great the together, ether though. the chase in the ether truck like yeah. down to the bridge but again the chase the haitian chase and bad boys too. Uh, yeah but that's what i'm saying this it was like the jumping the off prototype point. right right and then they were just like what can we do to make it a thousand times better dump corpses out of the back of the truck throw cars. drop cars those yeah. motherfuckers are throwing cars mm-hmm. that fucker was rolling like come on For, what is it uh first i blow you <laughs> then i blow you <laughs> fuck you gonna blow me <laughs> Give me a pack of Skittles. Some tropical fruit bubblicious. So you put Dude, this at three, great. huh? I used to watch this movie every weekend. Like sleeping See, like, over. That's how I am for Bad Boys 2. Sleeping over at somebody's the crib. The age difference comes into effect, too. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I saw Bad Boys. No, I didn't see Bad Boys 2 first. I saw Bad Boys 1, but I mean, Bad Boys 2 was my shit. Let me tell you about Bad Boys 2. When I saw, I saw Bad I saw Boys 2. I saw that in IMAX. I saw, oh, wow, I didn't see it in IMAX, but... I saw this under a very special circumstance that it was like this weird night where just all your boys, all your boys, even the ones that aren't around all the time, just everybody just for whatever reason happened to have this like Sunday night. We all went and saw Bad Boys 2 and all of us thought like, well, it's been like 13 years. This can't be good, but we're going to see it and like blew our tits off. It's so funny. It's Bad Boys 2. It's probably if we made like an all time list, I think it's on there. Oh, for yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, I mean, Martin Lawrence when he's on ecstasy, oh so God. funny. I love it when you call me a bunny nose. <laughs> but this takes I like this fish, this, big I, fucking eyes, <laughs> but a nice fucking fish. Feng shui. yeah, Joe. Like that's what I'm saying too. Joe Pantaleone and just his like outbursts in these movies. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> so good. Um, it is action, like. Like I said, it's the first Michael Bay explosion fest. Like this, this would become the template for years to yeah. come. I mean, man, did he do it right in the beginning and they just couldn't break the formula? You know what he was doing before this? So repetitive music videos, like Playboy centerfold videos, like that you would buy like through the mail. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't doing action. He just, I'm, he must have just had this vision, and someone eventually gave him the chance. I mean, I, I remember like Bad Boys. There was nothing like this before Bad Boys. So, I'm trying to remember. Did, I think The Rock was the first explosion fest he did. Did this come out before The Rock? No, it was before The Rock. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was before The Rock. I love The Rock. Yeah. Welcome to The Rock. Because even after this, if you look at his credits, I think there's like more music videos. Like between this and The Rock. Like him just like getting work. This movie... I think this changed the 90s game for sure. It's I mean it's early 90s, like 94. Something like that. 95. I want to keep talking about this because I want to delay my number 2 pick. You want to delay your number 2 pick. You're scared. I'm worried that you're going to be upset with what number 1 is and should be because it's the quintessential 90s action movie. But I, I mean, think what you're thinking about is the best action movie ever made. It's it's really it happens good. Happens to be in the '90s. Yeah, it's it's really good. But I think as far as the '90s go, what I'm thinking of is that movie. Hey man, 
That's why we do it. It ain't easy. Somebody's got to do See, it, though. I think I know what your number one is. But if I'm wrong about that, too, then a, a, a highly deserving movie is not going to make it on the list. It's happened before. I mean, look at the Christmas list. That got all jacked up because I thought Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Toy Maker was not going to be that big a be- deal that I'm high stressed. up. And then Lyle's now, bringing the goddamn said, Spanish movies. Since you said it's 90s, I think I know where you're going. And because of a certain actor in this movie, I feel like you wouldn't leave it off the list. Oh, you know So I think well. I'm very comfortable with what your number one is. You know and I will have well. no qualms about it. So I know my... I'm writing out the full title. The verse full title. Oh, my. It's going to be a big boy. Dr. Love, are you ready to read? I'm ready. I wish I could do the the Kenny Omega thing right now, but it would probably just rattle everything. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny's number two pick. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And the fire comes in. First R-rated movie I've seen in a movie theater, that's for sure. I have talked about it many times, but that goddamn VHS tape when I was a kid, T2 and Commando, broke the ribbon I watched so many times. Wore it down. This movie, I mean... I, I can't think of a better action movie. Yeah, it's ever. it's really hard. We, I tried to argue with um with you a little bit about it yesterday, just for the sake of arguing to like try and expand your mind. But it's really hard. This is insanely. I mean, it, I, I, it's cliche, but I I I can't argue it. It's so good. It is. I mean, it's just, and it's it's in every way, the visuals, the action, the sound. The, the the bullets visuals hitting, and sound the bullets hitting his like the endoskeleton like then make yeah. they make the sound yeah. like it's so crazy the story coming off the first one especially like the first one almost looks low budget compared to this well it is yeah and then like just to up the ante that much in one movie and then I mean now this so this franchise um through through the many sequels the storyline. With a movie that's so heavily based on the end of the world and time travel, there's no way to have a point A to point B storyline. It is so convoluted and fucked up throughout the whole franchise. But from Terminator, the Terminator 2, decent job putting that all together and carrying it into the sequel. And the part in the the mental hospital with um, Schwarzenegger showing up with... Um, with John and the fear that Linda Hamilton has as Sarah Connor, like, no, during the running. I think and the, when he uh, does the come with me if you want to live, just like uh, Kyle Reese did. Like, I mean, God, it's so good. I, th- I think the only fear that could have matched that was the fear <clears throat> in my uncle's eyes in that scene, because I don't think anyone was expecting Lim- Linda Hamilton's character to become a cursing psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she goes... I mean, how many years passed from the first innocent, you know, childlike, you know, 80s, sweetheart, yeah, Yeah. sweetheart to just full blown badass, you know, turning her bed over and doing fucking one arm pull ups (laughs) in a goddamn mental asylum. Um, And and they and they 
try to explain it with like John talking about his childhood, saying that like, oh yeah, she just went from guy to guy, like you know, dating all these ex uh, military guys to learn as much about yeah fighting like and all that. Like, but like, I mean, oh man, um, have you seen the the director's cut? Uh, what's in it? Like, um, I've seen it basically, so, I've seen it so many times that I don't know what I've seen at this point. Basically just more uh Terminator and John scenes. It's the one it's uh really well done by Arnold where uh it's in the the regular movie but they add more to it where John's teaching him how to be trying to teach him how to be human. Chill out, dickwad. Yeah, and then like he tries to smile. Have you seen <laughs> that? Yeah, so good. Um I, I think my favorite uh before we, we get into it some more the thing that escaped me for years and years and years and years and years, and if we've talked about this before, I'm sorry, stop me. If you watch that scene when the T-1000's in the helicopter, it took me so long to realize that he's rocking four arms. In we that. did talk about this. Did we? And <laughs> I had to, I went, I mean, I watched this movie at least twice a year in length. Like, I'm not talking about this, like catching it on TV. I love this movie. Um, when you brought that to my attention, I had to go back and rewatch it. And I was like, holy shit, it, four arms. Never noticed that after all these viewings. Robert Patrick in this just kills it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very few lines. They're all supposed to be very automated and robotic, but yeah. he just kills it. He's so stone-faced. Yeah. Have uh, you, the have mall you seen scene, this boy? The mall scene when, uh, when Arnold like drops the roses the and steps and roses. on him with the yeah. fucking shotgun. Um. That's a uh, Budnick from Salute Your Shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, dirt he's bike great. friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, the chase scene with uh, Arnold on the Dude, Harley and the truck, everything going through the drainage thing of L.A. There's so much cool shit. This movie's so cool that a band was formed out, uh, out yeah. of it called Wolfie's Just Fine. Yeah. If you remember from the movie, the, the dog foster mom who is the. the T one thousands pretending to be the foster mom. Yeah. Max Wolfie's is the just dog fine, name. honey. How's Wolfie? Whole song about the foster parents that oh. is sad. And I think you might have just picked our uh, post show song. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, if you're not sticking around for the whole show, you're missing out. You're, yeah, yeah post, make sure uh, you like. Now we goodies. know we rant a little bit yeah. at the end of the show. We're working on it, but sometimes people enjoy the ranting. But if you don't, just suffer through the ranting to hear. The post show uh, either quotes or song, but it's always very fitting with the episode, and we think they're always damn good. Yeah, we think them through. Um, this movie, and then the so you have a, a full blown action movie going on, like edge of your seat the entire movie, two plus hours of James Cameron's finest. But the bond that is formed with John and the Terminator, I mean that scene when the Terminator. When uh, Arnold goes into the lava with the thumbs up, like that breaks your heart every time, right? It does. However, as I got older and I thought about it, is it not? I don't know if he intentionally did it or what, but it's really hard because he develops him as this father figure, and then the sequels do what they do. But right now in T two, he John Connor is like this guy's my father figure. He makes him his father figure. This dude was trying to kill him and his mom the prior movie. So well, like, wasn't that dude just Well, like, just the same skin. The, yeah. But it's a weird really weird I don't know if the word dichotomy works. But like it's it's levels there of like weirdness. Um 
Not yeah. as not as bad as like stepfather stuff, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But like, but, it's this weird like, like he tried to kill you, and now you're looking up to him. It's like a weird. I don't know. It's just very weird. If and if you get yourself into it, and you're like thinking about it, it's you know if you take it beyond what it probably was. Well, and they be. they play on that too in the movie, like um, when Sarah Connor's having her. Her monologue is like in the background, like kind of like narrating, and she's writing. A, I think she's writing in a diary, and she's saying like, "How am I supposed to accept my son taking on this machine as a father figure?" And blah blah blah. It uh, this movie doesn't miss a beat. There's not a wasted minute. Everything is for a reason. Everything's entertaining. Um, it's, it's not like pushing the boundaries as far as dialogue or any I, I, it, ah, no just, it, it knows very well what it is yeah like it, that's all it needs to be. it has enough story and it has its funny beats like the you know the the bar stuff and i need your clothes your boots <laughs> and your motorcycle yeah. and like you know just it, it knows what it's doing like james cameron was very in tune with what he wanted to do here and yep. it, it shows. Um, like I said, you're taking essentially a low-budget movie and pushing it into one of the greatest action movies of all time. Arguably God. the best. I have so much shit around my house. So I have, as far as I can get, every physical media release of this. Mm-hmm. VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K. You got the old-school light-up eyes uh, endoskeleton? So the yeah, the, um, the endoskeleton head came with the blu-ray mm. and then steph got me the awesome 4k release which has i still haven't gotten through all the bonus material there's so much bo- more bonus material and behind the scenes stuff that i have to finish watching and that comes with the endoskeleton the arm arm mm. that is not glass but it's it's in the glass case like uh when they're in cyberdyne yeah um when they raid uh what's his face's house yeah and they smash, they smash the arm they yeah. smash the the headpiece so this arm is packaged just like that from Cyberdyne. It's it's fucking awesome. And that 4K release is beautiful. Uh I can't wait to watch it on the new 4K TV. Uh It's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's a great awesome movie. Movie. It is a great. Have great, you seen Dark great, Fate? Great, great, great. I haven't seen anything after 3. 3 was bad. I liked 3. Mm. Claire Dames? It's rough. Claire, Claire Danes and uh, what's his name? The guy that was like supposed to be like the next big actor, and then just uh, the Bale one. I never saw that one. I didn't care. I too. see what they tried to do, like because it made sense because the first three were all about Terminators going technically back in time to stop things, and then the the Bale one takes place during the war, which is a cool concept, um, post-apocalyptic. But like you just have Bale like the whole movie. I'm John Connor. What's <laughs> like, he doing? His Batman? Dude? Yeah, but like, oh, really? I'm John Connor. Yeah, I never saw it. I never. This saw was it. the movie that that um has the famous Bale freak out. Oh yes, I recall that. Yeah, the, the um, cell phone. I think recording. there was just a lot of tension on set, and it just didn't come together. Now, Dark Fate is one of the things that you would hate. What? Huh? Dark Fate's one of the things that you would hate because uh, they sort of did the Blumhouse treatment, where they ignored all sequels yeah, and went right from T two to Dark Fate. You should come over and watch that sometime. Cause I want to. I've only seen it once. I enjoyed it. It was freaking ridiculous as a storyline and movie. Cause like this whole time travel thing gets really convoluted. But it got convoluted in three. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean, it just gets very, very messy, and it's messy in this one, but it plays off. It plays off a of T two very well and like in a in a clever way. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Linda Hamilton's back. Arnold's of course in it, um, but it it is pretty silly. But you should come over and watch sometime. Yeah, I hope. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. I hope that. I hope that it can continue as like a franchise and just different forms of media like i like that they did that tv i never watched it but i like that they made it a tv show the sarah connor Chronicles? yeah i would like I that like, that completes that gap of where she yeah is. i would like to see like different parts of it in different uh forms of media even if it's like 15 minute shorts on like hulu or something just something cool you know it's a fun story i mean like the time travel thing definitely confuses it but it also leaves so don't much watch open. genesis Does which that one mean, is that the one before dark fate Oh my god! Very very bad. That's the bail one. No no no. Oh god. <laughs> uh, the one sick. after the bail one. So bad, and they they just took the time travel thing and just made it so wacky. I mean, I'll spoil it for you right now. Yeah, I don't care. If you haven't seen it, audience, it's like don't twenty bother. years old at this Jeff, point. Don't bother. So in Genesis, John Connor ends up being a Terminator. That's where it goes. Okay, yeah, that's confusing. Yeah, like. Back in T two, he's a Terminator. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Um, the general leader of of men against the Terminators the whole time is a Terminator, and was just waiting for his time to squash the whole war. Dumb. That sounds like I would need to eat some mushrooms or something. <laughs> I, I I want my Edward Furlong, John Connor. I do not like the John Connor in three. That's the dude I'm talking about. He was like supposed to be like a big actor at the time. He was like on the come up, and then I think after this, it just kind of well, yeah. They're, they're like, what are you doing? Like he went from. Um, I really like the ending of three. Oh, where they they stop the nukes? Well, they think they're stopping the war, but in reality, they were just led to this bunker to get locked in so that the war could happen and that they could right go on to be the general or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I thought that was a really clever ending. Um, I also like the Lady Terminator. I think that was a pretty cool idea. Just having her, not her in general, but like her going back and instead of going after John Connor because it's been proven twice now to be effed, like she's going, like, after, uh, his going after his generals. Yeah. See that Ben with that little dunk? What's he at? Did you put your 200 down? No. 200 gets you 1,000 tonight if Ben Simmons scores. Wait, was that him points? with just a little three-pointer? No. No. It was Tobias Harris. Okay. <laughs> How many um, points does he have? I don't know. All right. Sports um, talk. <laughs> Where are we at here? Number uno? Ooh. Number one pick. Here it comes. Now, we're talking 90s. Yeah. Now, we just said T2 is probably on the top of the all-time list. But you know what? We're talking 90s. Let me tell you who was the king of the 90s. Dr. Love, give it to me, daddy. Who, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You really <laughs> fucked that up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Just announced the goddamn movie. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Jeff's number one pick. Point break. Hell to the Hell, end. Hell, yeah. There Close is. Because we're doing 90s decades. There is nothing disagree. that defines 90s action better than point break, I think. It's California. Super fun. The cast out of this world. Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey. Who? 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 The king of the 90s, Keanu Reeves. Get out of here. Patrick fucking Swayze. <laughs> God damn it. That's my guy. All right. So 
just is. Oh, what's her name too? Uh, Lori Petty. Yeah, uh, she was like the queen of the nineties. Free yeah. Willie. Yeah, I mean, just is bunch of quote unquote extreme sport people back in the day. It was just they're like surfers and right, like that's all they really did in the movie, right? Like they surf, they skydive and surf. Skydive. Yeah, yeah. But beach I mean, football. Uh, yeah, beach football. Well, beach football is not really an extreme sport. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where you're from. But I mean, goddamn, like it's just like. This it's like a reverse love story, you know what I mean? Like Keanu just wants to be, like so. Keanu comes in, agent. Go ahead, do it. Nah. Give me your Utah. Give me two. There it is. So he goes in undercover to infiltrate what they think is like a a drug smuggling group of people that are surfers, and uncovers this huge bank robbery ring. But it's just full of skydiving and surfing and beach football and fires and some of the finest crazy Gary Busey you're going to get. Like Gary Busey in this one. I don't, I can't, I can't express in words this movie. Like it's hard for me. Gary Busey even goes over the top when he gets shot and dies. Yes. Yes. Shot in the back. Ah! This, this movie is not an experience. Like it's, how do I say it? Like, you don't watch this movie. You experience it. Like right. it's, it's a feeling. It, it is indescribable. The end is the most ludicrous ending that could ever happen. It's the big wave. It's months. He found him. Months of tracking down the leader of this elite bank robbing ring. So yeah, the, but he knew. He's on the beach. Well, that's why it's a love story. Keanu loves him. Yeah. And he knew. He knew where he was. He wasn't be. paddling out of that. We'll wait for him to come back. He's not coming back. Yeah. Oh, man. Little hand says time to rock and roll. <laughs> like, oh, so many good it's lines. It's so good. The, um, the, the, probably the best action is the raid on the, on the beach house? The beach the house. bungalow. Or oh, my God. <laughs> so crazy. You got, you got the naked woman attacking him. Yeah. Anthony Kiedis, man, with all the, methed out. <laughs> the naked woman's the one with the, with the knife, right? And she's like, Argh. yeah. You got the dude shoot himself in his own foot. <laughs> um, and then the lawnmower. The lawnmower scene. Uh, it's so good. Do you see some guy run by here? I think they stole my radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that scene, though, right? No, that's, that's at the beach, that's, right? That's when, um, he when he's getting his up, ass kicked. When he gets beat up on the beach, yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, it's it is '90s action. This is like, I think, I think this is like Swayze's goodbye to to action too. Because I think after this, he does like Ghost, and then he just kind of does like some indie movies and like dramatic pieces. Like he's yeah. he's out of the action game after this. Um, I love John McGinley in this. Oh, like so good as the I know, know your type. It's like young, dumb. Full of cum. Full cum. <laughs> the from from eighty to ninety nine, um, including bad boys, you always had the eccentric, over the top captain or ranking officer in the police, and John McGinley just kills it now oh, with all his yelling. He and, owns it. Yeah, you know, he uh he is a career like if you look at his credits, he's like a career police guy. He always pops up as like an officer. He's in seven. He's like one of the SWAT guys. He's in this. Is like the, it's just like he, that's his calling. And then he became like the the doctor on Scrubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Did like if he was basically doing face. the same role, but in a doctor. Oh yeah, just it, yeah. he's like very intense. <laughs> what does Gary Busey say to him um, when they're having their yelling matches? 
No, I've been like, locking guys up since you've been popping pimples yeah. in your mirror. Or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, this this is this movie is a thrill ride. It's fun. It's act like it's action packed, but not in like that like shootout, bang bang, blow up action like like skydiving, surfing, like just weird shit that at the time especially was not normal for people to see. And usually uh, with the audience, the lines drawn, you either love the bad guy or love the good guy. Yeah. You love both of them. Yeah, this like, is, I don't like care who you can't wins. Pick a side. Yeah, and they they play on. They know like they they built it for you to do that. Like it wasn't like an accident. Like they knew, like, well, people are gonna love Johnny Utah. People are gonna love Mr. Swayze because mm-hmm. people love Swayze. Period. But right. like, then you made his character so lovable. Like he didn't just like rob banks to rob banks. He told you why he was robbing the bank. And he did it anyway. Like yeah. it, w- it wasn't like a, a crime to him. It was just like, oh, yeah, Bodie's such a good character. Fucking Bo- and, and Bodie. The bank robbery scenes, um, the foot chase. With Bodie in um, Utah. Oh, when he shoots throws up in the a pimple at him. Um, yeah, when he busts his knee, like you're just like, oh man, he had him. Yeah. Um, and he knew, like he doesn't he say he's like, I, like he, he's like, I loved you, like because he didn't, so. he didn't. Am I making that up? I don't think there was an "I love you." I mean, it, he kind of gives like a speech about how like he thought Utah was better than that. Like he, he was like. Better than what? Than like being a cop, like being being an undercover. Oh, uh, like, yeah. He does like the speech, like yeah, not like he doesn't say it fairly. But I, but I loved you. You were one of us, and you know, you were like yeah, a on, brother on to the air, me on the, for the final skydive yeah, on the airplane. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is hands down must watch and must love '90s action. Yeah, and, there and, and overall action too. Unfortunately, it's a remake of this. Oof. With Chris Hemsworth, I believe. Which I don't know if it was based on. And you know what? The, knowing I, it was happening or the trailer, I was really excited for. It. Really, and went in for high hopes. Well, I, I should say with my expectations tempered because I knew I know you can't remake the magic of this movie. But with the extreme, it was like uh, it looked like they were going to play more in the extreme sports. Yeah, and I think bank robberies and all that. They might have came out at that time too when they made the. Uh, is it the? Th- Second or third Lost Boys movie where they played on the extreme sports as well. Like they played on like the skateboarding and surfing. Um the one thing I do love about the remake, it's been buried. It's it is not something you It's trash. Yeah. But it's, it's been really it, bad. but it's buried like not brought up, not something that extreme Not anymore. Have. I guess um more recent than when it came out. It always pissed me off as I'd be like scrolling the channels or whatever, and I say break. point break, and I yeah. click on it, I'm like, oh, it's a fucking remake, god damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> gotta look at that year, brother. Yeah, gotta look at that year. Yeah, that's like if Red Dawn came on, and you're like, right. fucking Wolverine, yeah, and then you put it on, it was the Chris. Hem- is Chris Hemsworth in Point Break <laughs> and Red Dawn? Yes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> get it together, man. <laughs> Stop remaking Swayze movies, you bastard. I do like you though. You're gonna make that Hulk Hogan movie. It's probably gonna kill. Oh yeah, I'm psyched right yeah. But point break. Come on. If you have an argument with that, I want you to call me right now. I'll give you my phone number. Yeah, we'll put that live in the air. One eight hundred. We are eighteen. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Credit cards uh, are accepted. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I just absolutely T two. Like we had this argument yesterday. Like I said, like T two is so great, but like point. I don't think anything personifies the nineties like Point Break does. So. 
another part of me that wanted it and felt like it should be a number one is because it would have been our first Hall of Fame induction. Our first movie to be number one on two different lists. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll set to wait another day. Yeah. So here's the problem with the Hall of Fame. We don't have a Hall of Fame. We don't. <laughs> but right now, it would be full of John Carpenter movies. We could never speak of like They Live... No, I, was, I mean, I was thinking of Hall of Fame as movies that hit number one on multiple lists. I don't which, think that's ever which, That might happen. It hasn't happened with any Carpenter movies. It hasn't happened yet. But I'm saying we've talked about certain movies a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot yeah. in the, what, 36 episodes or whatever we have? No. Are we on 36, producer? No. You're close, but not that far. Nah, well, whatever. But, I mean, you know, more than half are War Games episodes, and a shit ton of them have John Carpenter in it. All right. Well, John Carpenter made a 90s horror. Uh, Je- Jeff is actually correct. Yeah. Your really? episode, this is number 35 in the list. So, if we're getting into discards, I might as well start with John Carpenter. Escape from L.A. Yeah. Yeah, not a good movie. Wouldn't make my list. Yeah, but, but fun. I mean, talk about surfing. Yeah, that there surfing you go. scene. Oh my, <laughs> that is something <laughs> to see. I like the basketball. The basketball scene, which I like, forgot about until you told me about. And I was like, it's I so have awesome. to rewatch that. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. But if what was the biggest disappointment off your list? Didn't get made. Didn't get to the list. Yeah. Um, I would say. Face off, yeah. Face off was a big one for me. Um, um, I thought was, that was going to be the top ranking, John Woo. Wow, I I had a hard time including it because it's just too much. <laughs> it's so much, and I love it. <laughs> like you, I, I like how you put a little uh, Easter egg into the hard boil. Like oh, with all the doves. <laughs> like what? What was that? I, I mean, th- there were some interesting choices. Caster in Troy, I want his face off. Peach. I could eat a peach for hours. You know who's in that? Joe Bob Briggs. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. Um, I mean, it is so over the top, but I love Nick Cage's performance. He shows his full spectrum of acting. His full spectrum of crazy. Of crazy. (laughs) I mean, but being the crazy villain to being like the, I guess you would say like timid. Yeah, it's weird because it's like a dual personality in that movie. Right, right. Um, but the action set piece, I mean, what was John Woo doing? So the explosions were like crazy, but like poorly done because he was using like bottle rockets and fireworks. <laughs> like when that, like when the plane crashes into that hangar, there's like, there's bottle rockets going <laughs> off. The dialogue. Like it, it, so like it even bad. has the, like it, the dialogue's terrible too. Like, I mean, Tra- I mean, I love Travolta's dialogue. Like, so that famous scene, I think it's in um, some of the posters where they're like they're back to back with the wall between them. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, we can just kill each other." <laughs> like, awesome. Uh, Castro Troy with that gold gun. Oh Jesus! Doing all their drugs. I love you, brother. No more drugs for this man. Um, it's great. It's, it's great. All the John Travolta with all the wife and kids stuff. Like, doesn't he like start like a thing where he's gonna like fuck his daughter too? No, like you would think it would because he gets like real kind of, like, but but he's also like kind of like paternal like, um, the dude no, not Travolta when Caster Troy is Travolta. Yeah, I know, but he's like protective. Is it? I feel but like also like, like a, you know, but also, 
I mean, there's creepy elements, but not as creepy as it could have gone, as you kind of expected. And oh, I love uh, the, the dude from that 70s show. It's like the punk boyfriend, and John Travolta as Castor like pulls him out of the car, kicks the shit out of him, and then shows her the butterfly knife. It's like, slip this in his uh, leg and yeah. twist it. The wound won't close. Yeah. Um, it's a, the it's smoking a- scene was uncomfortable because he gets all like close to her. He's like, you have something that I've been craving. Uh, Grabs a cigarette. Yes. Papa's got a new brand new bag. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, there's some uncomfortable moments for sure. <laughs> Nick Cage, man. He knows how to pick them. Um, I mean, but the decision is by John Woo. Like, having the shootout in the drug den where they put the headphones on Castro Troy's little kid and then you hear uh, somewhere over the rainbow during an over-the-top shootout scene it's just ridiculous, but I love every minute of it. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's so good. It's so good. You ready for mine? Right. Biggest disappointment, The Crow. I'm very shocked that you didn't have it on the list. It's I all, thought it, it was going to be in your top five. It's my number two. Okay. But, like, where do you stick it between yeah. Terminator 2? And <laughs> um, I mean, look, I'm a comic book nerd, so obviously The Crow is going to be near and dear to my heart. It's... An action movie that is dark and gothic, which is, like, absurd. There's obviously a lot of tragedy surrounding the movie. And it made it that much more, um, I don't know if powerful is the word, but it it, it put more eyes on it. Um, I think in a world where Brandon Lee doesn't pass away, unfortunately, this movie is not as acclaimed as it is. I don't think as many people would have saw it. It's dark. It's gritty. It's very uncomfortable at times, which it's meant to be. But I don't think a mainstream audience goes and see this see, to see this as as much if there's not this story behind it. But with that said, I mean it's full of wonderful actors. Like I can't stress enough how good the actors are in this. They did not pull your typical like Brandon Lee is the action star of the movie. And then they just grabbed a bunch of really great character actors. They had um, Ernie Hudson, who, like, I guess they were pulling as, like, the star. Like, he's the name. He's the name that people can identify with. But then you got, like, Michael uh, Walcott, uh, uh, David Patrick Kelly as um, T-Bird, and Michael Walcott's top dollar. And their performances steal the movie. They're so good. This is an action movie where, like, I'm talking about performances. Like, you feel what they're saying. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, my favorite, just because I'm a Philly boy, and he's a Philly boy as well, Gideon, John Pilato. He's a, he's a Philly guy. If you ever have read the Crow comic book, the graphic novel, whatever, Go right to the Gideon page, the the Gideon's pawn shop stuff, and just do a side by side of him, get the character of Gideon in the comic book, and John Pilato in real life, and it's the same fucking guy. It's insane. Like they couldn't have picked a better guy for him, and he's Philly as shit in it. Like they're supposed to be in Detroit. This man is from Philly. Like it's clear. Like he does not hide it. Just a great action movie. Um, you know, great shootouts supernatural stuff characters like i said galore it's 
like I said, it's just a, a shame that there was this, like this crazy tragedy around it, and that's kind of what put the eyes on it. Sequels are all pretty terrible. I've never seen any of the sequels. City of Angels is like, I have this weird thing where I'm like, City of Angels isn't that bad. And then like maybe every two, three years I watch it. I'm like, no, no, it's that bad. And there's like the one with Edward Furlong, which is unwatchable. Dennis Hopper. Speaking of Dennis Hopper, did speed not make your uh, list? It it did make my list, but I mean, it was tough. Same. Definitely. um, Where'd you have it? Top discard. Where did you have speed? Well, if the list was bigger, I probably would have had it at 13 or 14. Okay. Oh, when we originally did the 10, I had it at 8. Okay. Yeah. I think Dennis Hopper steals the move. I mean, yes. don't he, fuck with daddy. <laughs> like, great villain. Yeah. Um, great premise. Like, I mean. Yeah, it was It was a new idea. Yeah. Like, this had, yeah. that had never been done before. It was yeah. really cool. It was, uh, as a kid seeing it, you know, it's a. Uh, a white knuckler for sure. Oh yeah, it was tense. Yeah. Now I do got Sandra say, Bullock's breakout role. Mr. Speed two producer. cruise control, not so good. Well, that's what I thought he was talking about with the uh, the trivia question. Especially, I mean, you don't get Keanu for that. Come on. Yeah. Did they give a? Was that a knockoff Keanu or is it a different? Ke- I never watched it. No, it's supposed to be a. So it's supposed to be. Um, they only touch on it very briefly, but she dumps Keanu, and this is like the new guy. Dump? Yeah, you don't exactly. dump Keanu? Exactly. What, you think you're a Winona Ryder? Get yeah. out of here. Sandra Bullock. Where you at now? Hmm? Anybody? Does anybody know where she's at? Who? Winona Ryder? No, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Winona Ryder's doing some Stranger Things. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's doing, um, I don't know, that football movie. That's pretty good. What? What's it called? The Blind Side? Yeah. yeah. That's like 10 years old, dude. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Uh, that he was a Carolina Panther, by the way. He was, a, he was drafted by the Ravens, right? Uh, he was drafted by the Ravens, picked yeah. up by the Panthers okay. the year, like two years in. Yeah, yep. Played like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Made a good movie though. It it was a fantastic movie. She's so good at that. All right. So here's the one I think. As far as action movies, it was number five on my original list. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Wow, just an okay, huh? But that me- that was not on your radar. On the radar, I didn't make my list though. Wow, dude. So, like, it takes Die Hard. Like, you love Die Hard, of course, right? So you're finally in New York. Like, this is the payoff. You know, two movies of John McClane from New York being in L.A. Yeah. and now he's finally in New York. I just didn't like. So I saw this one much later than the first two. I don't know what took me so long. I don't know if it was like a lack of availability at Blockbuster or something, but it took me a while. I, I saw Die Hard and Die Hard 2 many, many times. And I finally saw this. And I did not like how they just completely disgraced the John McClane character. I love it. I love that he's a fucking bum now. Because it makes him that much more lovable. Because now, I mean, you don't obviously know it till later in the movie, but Hans Gruber's brother is fucking with him. Yeah, but he's only fucking with him so we can distract everybody else from this giant heist he's yep, pulling. Yep. But that's what makes it so perfect. It's like the first one hints on it, like yeah, he's got kind of a shitty marriage, blah blah blah, and now he's full blown like marriage is in the dumps. He's just a drunk. Kids hate him. Like the L- like that's what makes it fun. It's like L.A. Eh, maybe it was a fluke. 
<laughs> maybe it was just a good well, night no, for they did it did it get in two and the, the marriage the, the marriage deal, was in a lot though. better shape she was calling him from the plane and all excited to see him and then just takes a big dump the ending room. of with a vengeance is what kills me because the captain gives him the phone it's like his wife he's like or whatever he's like go call your wife and he calls his wife it's, probably, it's gonna be like the first time he's talked to his wife in months fucking looks at the bottom of the Tylenol thing and finds the hotel in Canada, drops the phone. So now, like, you're like, marriage is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> his, his marriage is fucked. That's cool. Flies up to Canada in a helicopter and just starts talking shit <laughs> through the uh, the megaphone outside of the, the helicopter. And you're like, is he going to die? Like, is this how this is going <laughs> to end? Is he just going to get, like, fucking shot out of the air? He kills Hans Gruber. Or not Hans Gruber. Simon. Mm-hmm. Simon Gruber. Simon says. He made a really good friend out of Samuel L. Jackson. And that's it. There's no, like, redeeming ending. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't become he just, the hero. Yeah. Or, He's yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> yep. Um, the modern sequel's not good. Yeah, never seen them. Not good. Once I found out, I think Kevin Smith was involved in one, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. I've seen them all, but I'll never see them see again. See the new Die Hard battery commercials with him? During Christmas, they put out, you know, Die Hard, the car battery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put out commercials with him as John McClane. I didn't see that. Yeah, they're fine. Like, currently or back in the day? No, yeah. Like this no, year. I've never seen that. Yeah. Hmm. Guy's car breaks down and John McClane to the rescue. <laughs> um, while we're on Bruce Willis, um, almost drafted, very closely, the car was written, The Fifth Element. Yeah, love it. Great movie. Luke Besson. Yeah. Chris Tucker just being, I don't know what the fuck oh, he's being. What is going on there? Yeah. Ruby, is it Ray? Uh, Ruby Ray. Oh, Ruby Ray. Ruby yeah. Ray. Yeah. Ruby um, Rose. Ruby Red. So great, so great. Corbin, my man. <laughs> yeah, Corbin. Da- like the Corbin Dallas character is weird because it's like a playoff McLean. Like he's just like a out yeah, of luck loser, and yeah. then he's a taxi driver instead of a cop. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Mila Jovovich. Mm-mm-mm. So good, Oldman, Gary badass, Oldman, hottie, Miller, not Oldman, but Barrett. No, oh, he's a badass Miller hottie Jewish. too. <laughs> um, great quotes. I love the. It's super, super. So it's, it's in space, which is like normally dark, dark spaceships. You're in space. It's obviously black. This movie is bright and colorful. Um, great set pieces. We're sending someone out to negotiate. Boom. <laughs> This is the Who's movie. Talking about negotiating. <laughs> um, Zeus as the president, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny uh, Lister, tiny yep. Lister, also known as Debo from the Friday movies. This is the movie that love Debo made me straight up say that Gary Oldman is my favorite actor. Freaking nuts with the mud coming down his forehead. So, who decide? Like, you don't like ask if I can do this character with a southern drawl. You just do it. Oh yeah, You're like, he no, definitely. No, he's, he's from Georgia. This guy's from Georgia. <laughs> At some point in in the world, his family they came up in Georgia, and, and now he's got this. Space and yeah, he's yeah. got this southern draw, yep. and he's he's an arms dealer, and he's got this weird plastic what is, hat. But, what's the mud that comes I, down his forehead? It's, it's like, blood, isn't it? Isn't he like sweating blood because he's so like the? I guess, but it looks doesn't look like blood. None know. of the blood in the movie when people are getting killed and stuff look like that. I don't know. It, there's no explanation. It's just happens and you're just okay with it i've read that the um the opera scene is organic 
where they send the the, the blue chick out and she sings mm-hmm. that they didn't know that that was going to happen and the um, uh bruce willis didn't know oh it was just bruce willis yeah so oh, like okay. when you're seeing like all like the awe in his face is because it's the first time he saw her in costume and didn't know what the song was going to be or how good she was going to be at singing it. Yeah, she's like a world-class opera singer. Yeah, yeah. that dude, her blows. Yeah. Oh crazy, man. <laughs> it always um, bugs me out when they like start pulling the cubes out of her stomach. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, multi-pass. Corbin Dallas multi-pass. <laughs> I love that airport scene. <laughs> Just like nine different people like, Corbin Dallas, multi-pass. <laughs> Who are you? And, and the dude Corbin gets, Dallas. The dude gets locked up. In some ridiculous way, it's not just locked up; it's a net falls on him or something. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's it's a weird movie for oh, sure. Yeah. But it's fun. But it's fun, and the action is the action is very oh, entertaining. Yeah. Um, Ooh, just, I just popped the dessert beer. Sorry. Hold on, we'll get to it. Let me see if there's anything else I'm missing for discards. I mean, we talked about Jurassic Park a little bit. It's, it's weird because it's like it is, but it isn't. Oh, um, I had a number eleven blade. Yeah, we talked about Blade. I'm a Blade 2 fan. I'm not a big yeah. fan of the first one. I mean, there's a bunch of Arnold shit that could have went in here. Uh, I think we were pretty good yeah, about... Yeah, I mean, we covered Arnold. I mean, the, yeah. I, I feel bad that I discarded some of his movies just because we had an Arnold. Well, I know you love True Lies. And yeah, like that, True Lies. That could have been in there. Easily could have been on there. Um, Last Action Hero could have been in there. It's hard to... It, it's hard with I him. I just don't want to be repetitive. Yeah, and, and it's hard with him because he's just... He's always going to be there from the 80s till now. There's always going to be an action movie with Arnold that pops up. Also, I ended up not doing it, but was being closely debated to be on my uh, 12 or 11 spot. Batman Forever. That was going to be your 12? Mm -hmm. Ready for mine? Remember I was talking about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't leave him off the list. I had to bring in some Jean-Claude Van Damme, some Street Fighter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sudden Death. I love sudden. I, I, thought about I love sudden, sudden death, death but it's not a good movie in any way. <laughs> I thought about sudden death. Like, like sudden death's just there. I would pick sudden. I death like when he beats fighter. up the mascot. Yeah, because it's the, the penguin mascot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Street Fighter's just like so, and like the rumors and stories are that he was fucking just coked out of his mind the whole shoot. Raul Julia being M Bison, just a goofball, and it's like. It's an action movie with fights, but some of the worst fights I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, and for being, sh- it's supposed to be Street Fighter. Yeah. Like, how and how uh, close in time period was that with uh, Mortal Kombat the movie? They had to be right back to back. Yeah, um, the the funny Mortal part Kombat did pretty well with that. The only thing about Street Fighter that, in regards to this podcast, means anything is that the man who plays Zangief is a Philadelphia native. Name is Andrew Byronarski, and he also played Leatherface in the 2003 remake with the Jessica B- Biel. Jessica Biel, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh, he's a big boy, <laughs> but he, he's in uh, he's in this as Zangief, and he is terrible. Um, I don't know how this movie even got made. It's the other so ones bad. that, I mean. These are all in like the eleven twelve contention, like would no way be higher. Um I feel like Boondock Shane's Saints should be mentioned. That that falls in the Leone category. Where it's like there's a lot of drama. Yeah. But the action drama, pieces comedy. are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the action's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially that execution the, oh, in the courtroom. The shootouts in the, the shootouts the, with yep. El Duce and oh, yeah. the Russians hotel. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of good pieces. Um, and great, great one-liners. Oh, so. Uh, I can't remember the um, David De La Roca. He's going to be at the New Jersey HorrorCon in March, I believe. He's uh, oh, a yeah. Rocco. Yeah, I'd like to get his autograph on. That'd be song. cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then the other one. I'll have a Coke. The Jackal. I'll have a Coke. What the Jackal? Is that Bruce Willis? Yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Richard Gere. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis is the villain. I don't like Richard Gere at all. What? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's a Richard Gere movie that I like. Are you serious? Yeah. What do you like? Give me some Richard Gere bangers. Bangers. All right. So the Jackal. Pretty woman. Pretty woman is not a banger. He's banging a prostitute and he wants to marry her. What a loser. It's a great movie. You're Richard Gere. Um, hold on. I'm trying to remember the name. <sighs> I'm so bad with names. He's in, in the movie. He's in Chicago. The Mothman. No one gives a shit about that. Hey, that's a good movie. Oh, wow. Dr. Love got heated. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. What is the one? Because there's nothing. There's nothing good that no, Richard no. Gere's in. Um, there's one that you should really, because he's really raunchy in it. Was he like Michael Douglas raunchy? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one with him and Michael Douglas. <laughs> um, it was like a bet on set. Like, yeah, you pull your dick out. No, you pull your dick out. Show your ass. I'll show your ass. Oh, he's good in Brooklyn's Finest. Um, God. Yeah, you got nothing. You got nothing on the gear. Runaway Bride. Get the fuck out. Primal Fear. Great. Primal Fear. But Marky Wahlberg? No, he's not in that. What's yeah, 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 yeah. He is in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Internal Affairs. No. You got to see Internal Affairs. That's he's a, a he's great He's in Primal movie. Fear? Mm-hmm. See the dad? He's the lawyer. He's the lawyer? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's lawyer? Mm-hmm. Damn, I haven't seen that in ages. I just remember the Ferris wheel. I was thinking of... When you said Mark Wahlberg, I was thinking of... Uh, the Departed? No. I was thinking of what's his name from with the altar boy that kills the priest. Donnie Wahlberg? No. Ed Norton? Yes. <laughs> you know who Donnie Wahlberg Listen, even is? <laughs> you need to see Internal Affairs. I'm not it is see, a, I don't like Richard Gere. I'm not going to see Internal Affairs. But it's affairs. him and Michael Douglas. And it's a raunchy movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, I imagine. Over the top. If it's the 90s and Michael Douglas is 1990. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, just trying talking to see about Michael Douglas's ass last week. They're just trying to see whose dick swings further. Jesus Christ! Could you imagine if like they made? Ant- oh wait, no. I'm sorry. It's not Michael Douglas. It's not Michael Douglas. It's um Andy Garcia. Ah, he's a bum. But uh, Richard Gere is something else in it. All right. Anything else you want to like drop before, cop. before we get to these post show beers? Um, I mean, I can go on and on. Let's just no, I mean, it. look, if you want to drop some titles, drop the titles. Just don't get into them. Don't, well, don't. Demolition Man. Demolition Man, yes, we covered. And actually, I think that's it. There is um, there is a few other Nick Cage selections, but I want to do a Nick Cage list in the very Well, you future. mentioned The Rock earlier. Yeah, there's there's some others, but let's not get into that. Because I, def- I mean, a Nick Cage list will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I Especially be with, uh, I would be against it. with our brother Pete. Yeah, I'm that. into it. Because he is... I mean, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. He's the biggest Nick Cage fan I know. Oh. There'll be some war games for that. The biggest. Uh, 
All right, let's get in these beers. Hey, man. So we're Post doing a show of beers. Should we have producer introduce this? Does he give them to us? Yeah, go ahead. I uh, popped mine already because I wasn't thinking, and I just ripped it open. Producer? Holy shit, what happened to the Sixers? They're up, which they should be when they play third stringers all the time. All right, because uh, I believe there was some kind of miscommunication right on your end with beers. Yeah, I forgot. I have some. We'll have it for the next episode. I have yeah. post-game beers, but yep. uh, so nowhere. in my fridge, uh, currently with the diet, and I don't drink them very quickly anyway, uh, I did have the uh, Yingling Hershey's Porter. So, so Yingling. Local brewery. Pennsylvania staple. America's oldest brewery. Yep. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Simmons 10. He has 10 points. Oh, my God. They put up 111. So, who has all the points? MB? Shake Milton has 25. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> bench guard has 25. It's so fucking embarrassing. Uh, ben Simmons needs to go. Anyway. I've had enough. Like I've, I've had enough of them. This is ridiculous. I'm glad I didn't place that bet because I'd be out of cool 200 and be fucking livid. Anyway, uh, Yingling out of Possible, Pennsylvania, Microsoft's Brewery. I believe most of our listeners will know of Yingling. Uh, they do a traditional lager. This is them teaming up with another Pennsylvania uh, staple, Hershey's Chocolate, to a, do a chocolate porter. Yeah, it is. It's fucking it's delicious. It's very good. It yeah. is a, it's delicious. delicious. I'm not a fan of dark beers. Vinny knows that. I love this dark is, beer. This I'm is one beer that like I drink. The, the porter part of it, <clears throat> I like how they put, sorry, this is random, on the neck of the bottle. I guess because it's so desserty yeah. and chocolatey, they can put in big, big font, twenty-one plus to enjoy. Oh, it's it's on it multiple times. Yeah. It's down on the the big like, label too. Don't give this to your kids by accident. <laughs> this it's is not like a, Hershey's chocolate. I don't know if they still do it, but the old Four loco cans used to say "We ID." Like, who is we? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever establishment selling. No, it? they're delicious. Um, the dark beers, man. They are. They were fast and furious for a while. And now they're really slowing up, and it's bothering me. Well, they're very seasonal. I mean, th- there was a lot coming out in the winter. And but Christmas that's season. it. I, I'm a dark beer guy. Yeah, but you won't see them in the summer. This was a hot commodity. I know uh, pretty pretty close on the division level uh, for work, and uh, they told us to the uh, wine wine event coordinator told us to grab this pretty quick because uh, we only had so many pallets coming in. Yeah. And uh yeah, it sold out pretty quick, so it's pretty popular. A couple of pallets. Yeah. It's um Well, I guess good. this this was the first year that they released it in bottles. Last I guess year I've had la- it the last I had last it. Last year it was yeah. only on tap. This year they released it, it was in bottles. Smart. Oh, so I had this on tap at the uh cigar bar and that was great. I don't remember cigar. where I had it, but I had it a bunch of times last but year. Yingling doing it with the porter. Now I think par- partly is because they didn't want to come step out of their comfort zone because Yingling does a porter and they do the black and tan, which is the uh, I haven't had a black and tan in a long time. Yeah, so a black and tan, I, I think it's just a Pennsylvania thing. Traditionally, it's on draft, and you pour a half pint of a porter and a half pint of a lager. It separates, therefore, black and tan. Yingling also does a canned and bottle version of it. Anyway, normally you would see a chocolate and a stout, and I think they did a really smart move doing the Hershey's chocolate with a porter because it tempers the sweetness a little bit and adds that bitterness that goes so well with the milk chocolate of Hershey's. It is damn fine beer. It's a banger. So what what little notes for you two passing over here? What's so going here's on? the deal. Dr. Love is about to go on an excursion. He is going to go to Atlantic City 
Uh, and he's going to go be a derelict and hopefully win millions of dollars and buy us Escalades and all that good shit. I don't spend enough money to win millions. Don't ruin <laughs> Are you getting any escorts? <laughs> Possibly. No, my parents are going to be there. What the uh, hell am I going to do, man? All right, so here's the deal. After his trip to Atlantic City, he said, fuck the East Coast. I'm going to Texas That's where it's right. warm. Yeah, it's not So really warm. there's a possibility that we are two weeks showless. Wait, why? When do you get back? I don't get. I don't fly back until Thursday evening. I won't get so home. one week. You're definitely, I think, one uh, week. Just well, letting them know that there's going to be a week gap. At there's least there's going to be a gap. There's going to be unless a gap. you and I just want to try to figure it out. We can either a figure out the big board, and it could be a hot mess, or we can. I think we just do it on our phone and do it right this time. That's what I was going to say. We can try the phone thing finally, and we'll do something different well we won't do a normal show we'll do something different um so expect some weirdness in the next week for sure weirdness the producer will make sure these two clowns get back over here to uh record so that you're only figured out i one week one we gotta use the phone thing we have to we have to figure it out I thought we did figure it out. No, we only know just didn't save it. Yeah, (laughs) well, that was the through Bandcamp thing, but now we have the um. The hosting site will play us for an hour via their app. They'll re- oh, I'm sorry, not play us. Record us for an hour via their app, and then, but that's it. You get an hour, and then we can. Play okay, it so we can do. A, we can throw the audience a watch us or die, and then we can throw like a little half hour. It's like, hey, here's what we're doing. Well, waiting for the producer to get back. Here's what I'm thinking. Also, we can try. Try. I'm not saying we can do this because the last one was a fucking disaster. We, we can't do a commentary in an hour. We can try, though. What the hell are we going to commentate in an hour? Short. I don't know. Something. An episode of Married with Children? Oh, Reno 911? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that. But yeah. we'll, All right. Why are we playing this on air? The audience doesn't want to hear us planning <laughs> off the show. Well, what I was going to say is it wouldn't be a recording. It would be a YouTube video. So right. it wouldn't have to be an hour. However, you are correct. We should not be discussing this. <laughs> more, with these, more, more with these people. Come. More to come. More to come. Stay tuned. Uh, just wanted to point out a fun fact. Uh, so we got 15, 16, 17, 18 counted quotes. So that means you have a tab of $18. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I would have I took the over on 18, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was going to do a lot more. But you know what? Well, did you count the Bane one to open the list? No. So 19. No, because that was good. <laughs> It made sense. Um, so here's right. the deal. We'll be back at some point in the next two weeks doing something. And I'm sure you'll miss us dearly. But until then, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out. And we are out. I wanna wake up in the morning with my lover The woman I was with at 25 Sleeping's the only thing that we do undercovers And conversations all turn into fights What's the goddamn dog walking at? I don't know why but I've been thinking about my brother 
I should give him a call tomorrow night Ooh, and I will tell him about the pressure that I'm under And maybe he will have some good advice What's the goddamn dog barking at? Oh, that kid's gonna get it when he gets back Sometimes feels like you don't want me to try With me tonight With me tonight 